Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite Beach Break post show for January 26, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. And this is not the beautiful beaches of Cleveland. I don't even know if there are beaches in Cleveland. They're not even the beautiful beaches of Florida. This is the OTS venue. Joined by my very good friend, Jesse. 
as always on Wednesday night. Man, oh man. Bro, isn't it, isn't it a great feeling to smile after watching a pro wrestling show, man? That show was easily the best show that Tony Khan and AEW have done on TBS. It may have been in the top five shows that AEW has done on Dynamite in all of their three years. Wasn't that awesome, man? It was fucking awesome, man. That was, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was appointment television, man. I had, I was trying to do different things around the house. So I kept like leaving in between commercial breaks. And after a while, I was like, I got to quit leaving. I keep missing shit. I got to stay planted, man. It was a lot going on tonight, man. A lot going on tonight. We are going to go over it all. The one thing that uh, unfortunately was missing from tonight's show and I know I was very excited about a possible, possible debut of Johnny All Elite Wrestling. But uh, believe me, believe me, he heard the Johnny Wrestling chants as he tweeted out uh, after the show. So we will go over what he said and we will go over this entire show tonight for you guys. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Off The Script. 1700 already. We haven't even said anything. We haven't even gotten into the review yet. But. But let's not waste any time. Jesse, the biggest thing that happened on tonight's show, and I think something that people are going to be talking about for a very, very long time, was Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara, TNT champion versus TNT champion. One was an interim champion. The other stepped away for a little bit. One week, to be exact, because of a medical protocol, a.k.a. COVID, which was Cody Rhodes. We got a ladder match tonight. And Tony Khan started hot right out of the gate. I know they love that lead-in from Big Bang Theory, which does well, well, well over a million viewers on TBS, which I just found out maybe a week and a half ago. I didn't know they were doing the type of numbers that they were with Big Bang going into Dynamite. We got no intros. We got no introductions for Cody Rhodes, no introduction for Sammy Guevara. They were actually all filmed for YouTube. If you go to AEW's YouTube channel, they got all the introductions before the match uploaded to their YouTube channel. We got right into the call by Justin Roberts, and the match was underway. Jesse, when I say ladder matches are a dying breed in the world of professional wrestling, if you guys watch my GCW, uh, you know, the world on GCW post-show, I really really was hard— on that ladder match. And that's the typical type of ladder match that we usually get in professional wrestling. Six or seven guys, a lot of multi-man matches. You rarely see a one-on-one ladder match anymore. There's no scientific way about it. It's a bunch of uh, a bunch of fucking geeks flying off the ladder thinking that, uh, oh, let me pop a crowd with a, with, a, with a move that nearly fucking kills me and everybody else in the match. And, and that's all it was. And I said, nobody has the mindset to create a great story-driven ladder match. Jesse, when I say this was fucking incredible, I honestly think it's an understatement. This was one of the best matches in AEW history. This was easily one of the best one-on-one ladder matches gotta be in the last 25 years. Sammy Guevara is the new TNT champion. Cody Rhodes, bro, I'm telling you right now, man, I love you. You know, you're one of my best friends. Cody Rhodes may be one of my favorite professional wrestlers right now and what's going on in pro wrestling. He is fucking incredible. Don't want to take anything away from Sammy. He's a superstar, ready to be born, ready to be made. But Cody Rhodes is fucking incredible, bro. I'm sorry. He is. He's killing it. I mean, it. Um, the outcome, I don't want to say the outcome disappointed me. It, I mean, nothing about the match disappointed me. The outcome surprised me a little bit. 
because I thought that he was just on on just so much of a of a white hot streak as far as this ambiguous uh, gimmick he's doing right now. But um, at the same time, I don't know. I'm not sure if he can do any wrong because the match was fantastic. You know, there's 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 one is one um thing that makes these ladder matches different. I mean, it's kind of like the only the same thing that goes along with like hell in the cells and things like that. There's no way to really improve on the matches without doing more crazy shit. That's just the only way to do it. You got to be innovative. You got to start doing stuff we've never seen before. And doing that will make it um, something memorable. And this match had a lot of shit that we have never seen before. Um, there was some scary shit, man. I text you like, my God, but they, I, I, stop it. I don't want these guys to kill themselves, man. But they went out and did their thing, man. They killed it. And how can you complain, man? They put everything out there for us. And and kudos, man. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, this was. It actually started off very, very slow. They were they were really going uh, back and forth, kind of feeling each other out, shoving each other. They were they were, uh, I guess, trying to one up each other. And they both came to a stalemate about two or three different times. Then they went into the crowd, and then after they came back from the crowd where there was a little brawl in the crowd. They, they got back to the ringside area, and, and that's where they just took it from, like, second gear up until fucking, like, 10 gear. It, it, it went from very calm and very slow and very story-driven. They wanted to really, you know, map this thing out, and they went uh, zero to 60 in about three fucking seconds. It, it, it was crazy. And when you say that there were things done in this match that we really never seen before, there was like three or four different spots in this match where I, I was just calling back to what I said on that GCW post show on Sunday night. We've seen so much of the shit that they did in that match. Cody did a vertical fucking suplex off the off the ladder in this match, almost like a stalling superplex off the ladder. And it was one of those very, very high ladders. It wasn't one of those regulation seven foot, eight foot ladders. This was like a fucking 16 foot ladder up there. So, so high that if Sammy's foot got caught in the, in the rung in which the ladder uh, was there and then the rung which the belts were being held on, it, it could have been disastrous. That's how fucking high up they were. Superplex, never seen a superplex like that done in that manner off of a ladder. Uh, uh, Cody with the figure four through the ladder rungs. I, I, I don't think I ever really seen that before. I've been watching pro wrestling since I was four years old and ladder matches all through my childhood. Never seen something like that done. We've seen Sammy do the uh, Jeff Hardy swanton off of the ladder onto Cody onto another ladder, which is a very stip- a very ter- stereotypical spot. And then the one spot that everybody's going to be talking about for the rest of the year probably will win spot of the year uh, for pro wrestling. Sammy with a springboard cutter from ladder to ladder. It, Jesse, it almost reminded me of that famous spear that Edge did at WrestleMania all those years ago with Jeff Hardy when Jeff Hardy was hanging from the fucking rung. Yeah, yeah, it did. You know, the the um, again, the more they try to improvise and outdo themselves, I mean, er, when I say outdo themselves, I mean everyone. You know, all these guys are competing for high spots, whether you're in a ladder match in AEW or WWE, in a TLC match or a Money in the Bank match, all these high spots the fans are looking at, and they're basically going to grade your match on on your spots and everything else. I mean, it's kind of a slippery slope, man, because I don't want to see what they have to do next to try to get a better ladder match. But um, these guys put it all out there, man. They they risked a lot. I would be shocked 
if neither one of these guys suffered at least a minor injury to keep them out for a couple of weeks. Oh, Sammy's definitely going to be out for a couple of weeks. That Swanton <laughs> yeah. itself was going to keep him out for a couple of weeks. The way his back bent over oh. uh, over Cody and the ladder when he came down. Um, let, me, let me tell you something about that spot. That gave me flashbacks of Shawn Michaels hitting the edge of that casket against the yeah. Undertaker. I mean... When I saw that, when I saw that spot live, I sat there and said, his back is fucked. And lo and behold, his back has never, ever, 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 and will never be the same again. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty crazy. And I do, I do now, uh, you know, see that uh, with the comparison you just made. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully Cody is okay too. Uh, they, they put it all on the line there. Um, very, very different with what these guys did as far as the mentality in this match goes. They both killed it. Uh, we're going to pick it up from the outside where Cody was setting up another ladder. And obviously the ladders got brought into play very early here. Uh, Sammy stopped Cody from doing what he was doing on the outside, striking Cody with a ladder before setting it up. Cody stopped Guevara and, uh, they collided heads leading to a double down at this point. So they both climbed the ladder. It wasn't set up where anyone could really reach the belts at this point. It's one of those things that I am uh, very, very anal about in these ladder matches. Uh, I want ladder matches to be somewhat believable. I hate when people just hang on the, the the very top of the ladder and just pretend like they can't reach the fucking titles. It's silly. So uh, I'm glad none of that happened here. And, and they went about booking this in, in a very uh, a mature and adult-like way. So they were both climbing the ladder, and it wasn't set up where anybody was able to get the two belts there. Cody Superplex Guevara. And this was the first spot of the match where it made me legitimately jump off my my seat in the living room. Like, holy shit. I didn't think he was going to do it. And then, the, and then he fell backwards, and I'm like, oh, oh, shit. This was, yeah. this was incredible. What a fucking sight. I can only imagine what it looked like being there live. Superplex to Guevara all the way down to the mat. Excellent spot. That led to a commercial break. They didn't really do too much in, in between the commercial break, which was great. So once back, Cody... Suplex Guevara between an inverted ladder, which looked incredibly fucking brutal. He then locked Guevara in a figure four around the rungs of the ladder in the middle of the ring, which was an excellent spot. Very, very creative by Cody Rhodes. Cody continued the offense there. Bunch of chops. Guevara started to make a comeback with some clotheslines. He went for a springboard, but Cody tossed a ladder into his face. Cody climbed a ladder, but Guevara climbed up his own ladder. And that's where he did the springboard double jump ladder to ladder cutter in the middle of the ring. It will be talked about for the rest of the year. I never seen anybody do something like that before. Kudos to both Cody and Sammy for being different. Uh, It was an amazing spot. If I could paint a fucking perfect picture, I could not. Sammy owns that one, man. It was a, a work of art, the move that he did. It was absolutely as epic and perfect as it could be. It was. It was incredible, man. I man, I I, th- I thought something was gonna go terribly wrong. Someone must have been holding that ladder for dear life at the bottom I, down there for Sammy. I don't I don't because know. Who. To leap off onto another ladder, I mean it's a it's a recipe for disaster. Yes, yes, absolutely. Knowing how unsturdy those ladders are, especially those big ones. That was his Edge uh-huh. Jeff Hardy WrestleMania moment in AEW right there. It will be talked about for forever, as long as AEW is around. Absolutely fucking epic spot. Uh, it was incredible. So they are both down. And after that big spot, 
We got him uh, trapping Cody under a ladder is Sammy and climbed up. Cody powered out. Sent Guevara crashing over the ropes. They fought on separate ladders with Cody hitting a crossroads. Not really as high as, as uh, Sammy with the cutter, but it was still devastating. Crossroads off the ladder to Sammy down to the mat. Cody climbed up, reached the belts. Guevara cut, cut him off. And they're both now hung from the structure that is holding the belts. And they both lose their grip. So they were just standing up there, or I guess hanging up there. They were standing up there. And then uh, the ladder got removed. The ladder fell down. And they were swinging back and forth until both guys fell down to the canvas. Out to the floor, Cody trapped Guevara's leg between the ladder. And then I know you love this part, Jesse. I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. But Fuego Del Sol comes out. He runs out and he starts talking to Cody Rhodes to, I guess, stop punishing Sammy Guevara in this match. Why did he go? Why did he come out here? And, and what was his purpose in this match? I got one word for it, man. One taco. Unnecessary. This gets one taco. I'm assuming. No, no. The match. By the way, the match broke my taco scale. This got the first five and a half taco rate. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Nobody's ever broke the taco scale, man. This is incredible news. How many tacos does Fuego Del Sol for getting for interfering in this thing? He doesn't I mean, even get the pico de gallo on, on the fucking taco on the taco. He almost cost them the the the, the scale breaking rating, man. I mean, oh it just it look, it didn't harm anything. It was just out of place and unneeded. You know, it just it's just weird that it was there. Not sure why it was there. It could have been, you know, just tossed or I mean, I don't know. I mean, that wasn't the only thing that was weird, not a place in this show. I mean, we ended the night with a with a, with a weird, out of place debut. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it just why? I mean, when was the last time we have we ever seen a Cody match with zero interference? Now I'm starting to wonder that. Well, I don't know. I mean, Cody's it, matches it, it just it just didn't need to be. It wasn't a part of the story anywhere. It just didn't need to Co- be. Cody's matches are always somewhat overbooked. I, I won't say this was overbooked, but yes, I do agree with you. Fuego del Sol's interference and inclusion in this match was completely unnecessary. Though I don't think his inclusion really really took away from anything. He was there. He got fucking pile driven by Cody, and then goodbye. Go have your uh, go have your shower in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that simple. Didn't interfere, but at the same time, why? You know, just, just why? I mean, if this is going to play out and, and lead into another story later, I guess that'll be my why. But for the time being right now, I'm just sitting here like, why? I mean, it, it didn't turn me off. I didn't hate it. I wasn't angry. I'm just wondering why it needed to be. I mean, the match was going just perfectly fine. Well, anyway, he came out. He got pile driven for his troubles by Cody. And then uh, Guevara took out Cody with a springboard and a Fosbury flop. He did the GTH, the go to hell on the floor, which looked like it got Cody right in the fucking face. Absolutely brutal on the GTH there. Guevara placed Cody on a ladder that had been bridged earlier in the match. Remember when I said Cody was on the outside? He was messing around with the ladders before Sammy stopped him. There was a bridged ladder between the barricade and the ring apron right against the steel post. And then Sammy sets up another huge ladder, flies off the ladder a la Jeff Hardy, and did a swanton off the ladder. He almost broke his back in the process, bent backwards. Fucking ridiculous. He even he even did one of these motions where he was saying, you know, I'm crazy. I know I am. I'm going to do it anyway. And you guys are going to love it. So that was insane. And we go back to the ring. Guevara climbed up the ladder, but he was met with uh, punches up top with Cody up there. They traded punches back and forth until Guevara used the belt that was hanging from the structure to knock Cody in the face. Cody goes flying off. 
We had this great visual of the structure flying back and forth. Sammy grabs it. He grabs both titles and wins the match. He is now the undisputed AEW TNT champion. A surprising outcome being that I know Jesse and I both advocated for Cody Rhodes to win this match, use this TNT title to really facilitate his heel turn. And now I am wondering where Cody Rhodes goes from here. Jesse, where does Cody Rhodes go from here? Does this, is this the moment that facilitates his heel run in AEW? And what happens with Sammy Guevara next? It's seeming, it seemed like Tony Khan wanted to take the championship off of him to put it on Cody to do the thing with Cody in the heel turn. But now we're right back to where we started. Yeah. Um, I think I have an idea where this is going. Elaborate. Um, it can, yeah. Because what other reason would you take the title of somebody who is who is as hot as Cody is right now? Unless he has a bigger title in his future. I I don't know. I don't know. We, we might be looking at a Cody Hangman feud. Well, I mean, clearly they're going to have to tell a story. Clearly they will be telling a story because they're not going to not mention that he is not able to get a championship match. Why would he be? Why would he be able to get a championship match? Because he's an EVP, he can do whatever the hell he wants. You and think he's, he's heel? You think he's going to use that to finally turn heel? Nuclear heat, dude. There is no. There is no other way to write him into the title picture other than, you know what? I'm an MV, I'm an EVP, and I changed my damn mind. Tough, you know. And 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 it works. It it fucking works, you know. Before they probably had to figure out a way to get him to the title picture. Maybe the goal was to never have him go for the world title. But now, with this run and the amount of heat that he that he gets, you know, to come out and just break the rules that that were laid out for him in that title, just because he wants to, and he's an EVP, and he can do whatever the hell he wants, plays right into it, and it gets him even more heat, even more. He can book himself into the main events. He can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's a heel. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you, and I'm gonna try and make sense of what Jesse said here. I, I don't hate it, but the thing is, you know, when Cody was under contract. With AEW, he was not able to get another championship match. We all know that Cody's contract is, is up, right? Or ah. quote-unquote is up. If he signs a new contract, I, I don't think the details and the stipulations of the old contract will carry over to the new contract. Am I correct in that? Will, will, ah. the, con- will the contract start over? Will he be able to use that to manipulate his way to get a championship match? That would be a way to do it. So everybody knows he's not under a deal, and he made that public. So he has to sign a new deal. So maybe he was a maybe he was an asshole and said, "Hey, I'm not signing a new deal unless I can get a shot at the title." You know, to piss the fans off and everything else. That's another way to go about it as well. That could be. That could be. That could be it. That could be yep. his way in. And if we we do get that to be the situation, double or nothing would be the perfect place to do that. But I don't want Cody to jump in line and just you know leapfrog MJF. I think we're. I think we're still heading down that MJF hangman road, but. You know, who knows what Tony Khan has planned? I have I have no idea. But if Cody Rhodes is going to throw his name into the hat, potentially maybe, for the AEW championship, and they want to give him a world championship match, that would be the perfect end to do so. The contract, that's the key here, is the contract that he has not signed yet. Well, don't forget who the number one contender actually is. The number one contender is Adam Cole, baby, who, by the Adam. way, geeks, is not... 
buried. Anybody that says Cole is buried will be getting a timeout in the chat. He's not buried. I mean, this this positions him well to be forgotten about as being the number one contender, but this loss changed nothing. It was not on the record book, so he is still the number one fucking contender. He for the is title. still undefeated, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I want you guys to be aware of that. That's why we got a lights out unsanctioned match tonight. The match and the loss does not count. So we could be looking at a very interesting situation going into AEW's spring and summer months. <laughs> this was easily the best ladder match that AEW's put on. It was one of the best one-on-one ladder matches in the last 25 years. One of the best matches in AEW history. Absolutely incredible main event. And there's a lot to talk about as far as Cody Rhodes is concerned. Even in defeat, he is still a very talked-about figure and still one of the most intriguing, if not the most intriguing guy on the entire roster because everything that he is doing right now and everything that he's a part of is so unpredictable and it's so secretive. You never know what his next move is going to be, man. He's playing the most brilliant game of chess that a pro wrestler could possibly play, and I fucking love it. I really do. Uh, Jesse, Tony Khan actually shared why he thinks fans are booing Cody Rhodes and he was on Busted Open Radio, by the way, with uh, everybody's favorite Bully Ray. You know, the asshole Bully Ray that uh, kind of called out John Moxley last week. But Tony Khan was asked why he thinks Cody's being booed by some fans. He says this, and I quote, I think it depends a lot on the opponent and the situation. Cody is certainly willing to lean into that role and does a great job of it against a person like Sammy Guevara, who's one of the most exciting young wrestlers out there and the interim TNT champion. Now, I think Cody definitely has leaned into being an aggressive heel in doing some things to help accentuate the match, end quote. He didn't really go into what he truly thinks. It was a very, it was a very low-key answer by Tony Khan. Yeah, the, the simple answer is, is the guy is overexposed. That's all it was. I mean, he's yeah. overexposed from his his... His 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 uh self serving fucking entrance and everything else and and then his uh time on TV and his now reality TV shows and it's the face of the he's overexposed and people are running tired of it at this super baby face run and that started to play into it and then it just kind of snowballed from there. But bottom line is yeah, I mean he he just became it looked like he just became like a sellout basically yeah and the crowd the crowd was kind of getting tired of it so. But he's playing right, right into that right now. I mean, so it at first it started off as go away heat. Right now, for me, it's must see heat. I mean, this is great stuff. I love it. Cody is doing uh, fantastic, and I can't wait to see what's next for him. No question. Uh, I know Jesse has not given us his opinion on uh, speaking about uh, Bully Ray and busted open. Jesse has not been able to give us at least on this show his opinion about what Bully Ray said to. Uh, John Moxley or about John Moxley. As we all know, he called out John Moxley and said that John Moxley owed us and the fans an apology. Even Renee Paquette says that this is not a storyline. There's no payoff. What he said was rather shitty and called him out on it. And most of the pro wrestling world called him out on it, but he he doesn't really seem to care. I think he relishes in that type of uh, in that type of heat. Jesse, what do you what do you think of this? I, I gave my opinion on it. I don't want, I don't really want to embellish on it anymore. But uh, I figured everybody would uh, appreciate your 
your opinion on this. What do you think about the Bully Ray John Moxley situation? And, and do you possibly think that, you know, with the whole Eric Bischoff quote, controversy creates cash, could we see something with these two guys on AEW television to a point where it does turn into a story? No, I, I'm pretty sure Bully Ray is now uh, uh, persona non grata in AEW <laughs> after that. Um, it's, it, I mean... So he's, he, he's, he's Hulk Hogan. Is what yeah, you're saying. Okay. Yeah. He's, I mean, okay. it's not like he was a hot commodity before this, no. but but heat like this, man. I mean, come on. You pissed off like one of the top stars in your entire company and his wife during the, one of the most difficult times of his entire life and career. And it's not a joke, man. This is not something to try to get clicks off of. This is not something to try to get your name trending for. I mean, this is not the kind of thing you play around with, man. This is not him given his opinion about his in-ring moves or, or, or a match that he had or a promo that he cut. This is real life shit, man. And, and it's, and it's, it probably hits home to him. And it, and look, I don't know this guy, but I mean, it, it's gotta be a little disheartening to see one of your peers or, or anyone on that level speak about you like that. Yeah. You know, publicly as well. I mean, but so I don't think this is something that, 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 uh, Moxley is going to appreciate down the road and I wouldn't blame him, but I think Bully just did this for attention. I mean, he just did it for extra attention. I bet you when the words formed and came out of his mouth, he knew what he was saying and doing. He knew how stupid it was. Well, he's not an idiot. Of course he knew. He knew. He knew what he was doing. So, and that being said, I think he chose the wrong topic to try to get clicks off of. This is, this is, that was not right. I mean, and, and I only say that in the sense of if there's anyone else out there working in this industry who is struggling with the same kind of addiction or another or a different kind of addiction or a demon or anything like that, and they want to come out publicly and, and get the help that they want to get, and maybe they don't want to be, you know, just thrown out there like that by Bully Ray or, or any other big podcaster like that. I mean, this is the perfect time to show support for everybody, you know, in this business who needs it. And that was just an ill-advised comment, man. Yeah, it was an ill-advised comment. He was sitting home watching the GCW show. He was fucking smiling from ear to ear when the uh, Hammerstein Ballroom New York City crowd was chanting, fuck Bully Ray. What do you, what do you think yeah. he was doing? He was home fucking crying. Oh, my God, I have to go to work next week and apologize. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't give no. a fuck. He was fucking, he's like, yeah, look what I did. Now everybody knows where I work. No, this is not about him, man. Even if he, even if he wholeheartedly actually really believed that shit that he said, even if he did, it still wouldn't have been smart to publicly come out and say that shit, dude. No, it really would not be. I mean, it, it's just, it's just not the right thing to say to someone who's trying to better his life, and you want to come out there and shit on this moment. I mean, this, there's, a, there's a time and place for everything, and there's no place for something like. That. Well, being, with that being said, uh, hopefully uh, nothing really. Um, more is said on it because uh, I don't really want to continue giving him attention. He said what he said for the reasons exactly. that he said it. And uh, <laughs> Moxley's back. He's healthy. He's happy. He is going to kill it. We got a match with Moxley and Danielson potentially coming up at Revolution. Bully Ray should be the last thing on anybody's lips. So yeah. I want to move back to Cody Rhodes, Jesse. There was a report, which, I mean, it, it's not really a report. It, it's Wrestle Geeks pretending everything that is said is a fucking report. So, uh, you know, shame on WrestleGeeks for reporting something so fucking stupid. I don't even believe that it's true, but this came from Jim Cornette, 
And not particularly Jim himself, but his co-host, Brian Last. If you guys don't know who Brian Last is, he is a he's a big podcast guy. He I believe he worked for Sony. Uh, he worked in the music industry. He's a big wrestling mark. Uh, he understands the ways of monetizing a podcast, and he's he, he's almost got the same mindset. He's very he's not Conrad, but he's kind of uh, I guess pretending to be Conrad. He's that type of guy, so he knows the ins and outs of podcasts, and that's why he's working with Jim Cornette. But he said this about Cody Rhodes. Apparently, people in AEW are reportedly sick of Cody Rhodes. I don't know what that means, but the last thing that we heard about uh, something coming from the Jim Cornette Experience podcast is that there were trouble or there there was trouble brewing between all the EVPs in AEW. I don't know if that was necessarily true or not, but they're all doing their own thing. So I guess that kind of caught wind because they weren't really on screen together or they're not on being the elite anymore or whatever the case may be. But he said this, and I quote, I heard from people in the company that said, what do you think of that fucking promo, meaning the promo last week, which I thought was a great promo. And I said, Oh, I thought it was hysterical. He's the funniest guy in the world. Their reaction was quite opposite. It was, God, we are sick of this guy. He's out of his fucking mind. End quote. Why would that promo of promos, Jesse, uh, really kind of spawn that type of reaction backstage? I wish somebody in AEW would reach out to me and kind of debunk this. I don't think that's true at all. People are sick of Cody Rhodes. Why would they be sick of Cody Rhodes? I mean, Cody Rhodes is not really doing anything uh, outside of what he has normally done. I mean, we put it to you like this, man. It's, they're not going to come out and and debunk it. Why? Because they leaked it. There you go. AEW is all in on this shit. Plus the previous rumors of him not getting along with the Bucks and the Elite, things like that. This adds a little fuel to that speculation, you know, a year or two back and everything like that. Well, a year back. And dude, everybody, everybody who watches and enjoys and loves AEW, I would I wouldn't say everybody, maybe about 95% of them, they all follow the dirt sheets. They all follow the rumors, they all follow the internet news. And once people find out this piece of news that was leaked, then that'll make them hate Cody even more. Now, notice how this news was not leaked to a more credible source like a sap like a Meltzer, you know, Alvarez. No, it came from someone not as credible and it just kind of just leaked out there and people will say, well, who is this guy? That's not true. But the plea is sent, the seed is planted. The seed is planted, the rumor is out there and that's all they would need. Maybe they didn't directly leak it per se, maybe, but I believe they probably did. And, and, and if they didn't, it's definitely the kind of message that they actually want out there about Cody. It plays right into the gimmick that he's playing right now. I absolutely agree. I think uh, I think everybody's in on it, and uh, that's the perfect answer to give somebody that uh, is typically in the business of hating AEW. They're not going to give you fucking real news. Why would they give anybody on that show real fucking news? Keep in mind, these this company kept the biggest secret on probably in wrestling history with, with Brody Lee being terminally ill. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, this get leaked that Cody's not been get the fuck out of here. They don't want anything coming out. It doesn't get out. Period. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, 100%. Uh, they on the Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette podcast and Brian Last got worked by AEW or somebody in AEW. 
Um, we are going to get into the rest of the post-show, guys. I want to thank you all so very much for joining me on your Wednesday nights, wherever you may be. Looking at the chat, looking at the venue, man, the OTS venue, rocking and rolling with 2,200 people live on YouTube. I appreciate you guys very much. We got 714 likes. I need at least, today we're going to up the goal. We're going to up the goal today. We're going to do at least 1,200 likes on the live stream. Minimum. Minimum. So make sure you guys hit that thumbs up if you have not done so yet. Shout out to Angel Elaga with a $100 super chat right before the live stream got started. Angel, thank you so very much, brother. We will read all the super chats at the end of the show, but Angel already getting the party started tonight with a $100 super chat. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on that bell for notifications. Make sure you guys also hit that join button. Become a VIP right here on Off The Script. You guys get those custom emotes, those custom badges next to your name to show off your VIP status. Great stuff when you come into the venue and become a VIP. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed. Episode 406 went live yesterday talking about Ronda Rousey winning the Royal Rumble and how WWE potentially spoiled the Women's Royal Rumble as if anybody fucking cares about the Women's Royal Rumble. Go check that out. Plus all your weekly WWE news and rumors from yesterday. Go and check that out on the channel on top of everything else that I've uploaded Jesse, why don't you plug your uh, your YouTube channel, man? I know you're doing those AEW Dark and Elevation live streams. Bro, have you ever wondered how AEW selects their talent to be brought onto television? Well, they're not and, listening to you. Uh, you well, that's what they do. <laughs> they put them on Dark, all right? And then Tony Khan comes to me to find out how many tacos that we gave them. Guys, visit my channel, Chicago, I'm sorry, Chi-Town Smart over on YouTube and join me as we give out tacos to the talent and we also give them a rating system. And what we do is we go out there and we'll find out, not the not the contracted talent, we don't care what they do. We want to see what the new talent is doing. And we're going to give them tacos. And by the way, I want to give a special shout out to my guy, Juan M almost he donated to the channel and I missed it. I'm sorry about that. He sends a message, uh, just joining and, and contributing to the cause. I appreciate you, brother. Um, he donated two dollars. If it was fifty cents, I would be a happy man. I don't care what it is, guys. I appreciate everything you guys give me. Thank you so much. This fucking wannabe uh, JD over here with a fucking taco rating system, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my goodness. What's next, man? We gonna get the fucking taco truck pulling outside the house? Live on stream. I'm just saying they can't. They 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 legally can't put talent that was on dark on television until they come to me and get the taco rating system first. That's true. Fun fact. Sure thing. And Tony Khan is in my fucking DMs on Twitter, bro. Right? Hey man. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just saying. Oh my god, man. Anyway, go uh, subscribe to Jesse. He'll be putting the uh, the link. In the live stream chat, go and check that out. Also, I want to make a quick announcement here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Zach 
a VIP here in the venue. Um, I believe it was last week. It was last week, Jesse, right? That we did yep. it? We did the yep. GoFundMe promotion. His son right now is going through a very traumatic and very difficult situation. I linked the GoFundMe page right at the top of the chat in the live stream. I actually pinned it there. I, I really want you guys to go and click the link and read the story there. Zach reached out to Jesse and I last week. Uh, we graciously promoted the, the GoFundMe, and we are now, Jesse, what is it up to? $14,000 with a goal of $30,000? Absolutely, bro. That is over fourteen. That is fucking crazy, man. $14,000 started last week by my boy Osequi donating two large. That's $2,000 last wow. week, man. Unfucking believable. So when people want to say, who's JD? He's a nobody. Give me a break, man. We are a fucking family here. That does not happen without you guys. I love you all. Zach appreciates you. He reached out to me, and we want to continue pushing, man. We want to see that $30,000 goal achieved. So if you guys can give anything, there's 2,200 people in the venue right now, man. If each one of you guys gave a dollar, you'd fucking make Zach's entire year, man. Seriously, go help him out. Let's try and get to 30, and we wish nothing but the best for him, his family, his son, and hopefully we get a speedy recovery and some good news coming out of this thing, man. Absolutely. One more quick shout out. Quick shout out to Sal Ricks, who is who is also helping me slowly build the channel out, uh, build the channel up with the uh, the layouts and the graphics he's doing for me. Much appreciated, Sal Ricks. I appreciate it. Sal Ricks is a beast, man. Killer. Sal Ricks always does great work, man. I don't know why uh, he hasn't blown up yet as a, as a graphic artist, man. I don't know. Yep. Right, we'll uh, we'll get him uh, we'll get him on the same level as uh, what we're doing here eventually. Uh, make sure you guys also go check out my sponsor for tonight's show, man. We are sponsored tonight by Honey. Joinhoney.com slash off the script. If you guys want to know where Jesse gets all his taco fixings, man, he, he uses honey. He saves money on making those cheap-ass tacos in the comfort of his own kitchen. Oh, my God. I got jo- a taco update for you guys later, too. Joinhoney.com slash off the script. We'll go over Honey and my friends over at Honey a little bit later on in the show. And make sure you guys go get some t-shirts, man. Bonfire.com is the exclusive home of Off the Script. Right now, you guys can save 15% off the entire Bonfire OTS shop, man. All you guys are going to do is use code JDRUMBLE, and you guys are going to save 15% off. Man, it's Royal Rumble week. Everybody's excited. So we'll see what happens on Saturday night. Jesse, who you uh, who you predicted in the men's Royal Rumble match, bro? Veer Mahan. Okay, Veer Mahan. Jesse's going with Veer Mahan in the men's Royal Rumble. What was that, Omas? Jesse, please, don't let me dump you here, bro. Omas. Bro, I need an answer. Bro, nobody watches WWE. I'm not going to lie, guys. I have zero interest in watching anything WWE, but the one show a year, not even WrestleMania, bro. The one show a year that I will go out of my way to watch, even if I don't have the network, will be the Royal Rumble. I mean, it, it, it is it is entertaining within itself, even when it's shitty. It's entertaining at the time. Um, who I think is gonna win? Oh, God, dude, probably Lesnar, probably Brock. Yeah, I'm going. I think everybody's going with Brock. There's nobody in that Royal Rumble match that really stands out. The, the only one that really honestly stands out. God forbid it's Omos. I think Omos wins the chamber. 
But I do think Lashley's beating Lesnar. I do think Lesnar's going to find himself in the Royal Rumble. I do think Lesnar's going to win it. But the only other guy in that Rumble right now that really has a legit shot is AJ Styles. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think Austin Theory is going to be the Iron Man. I think Austin Theory is going to be in the Final Four. And I do think that Brock Lesnar finds his way in the Royal Rumble. Maybe he uh, negotiates with Sammy, and then Sammy and Lesnar come with come to some type of agreement to uh, exterminate Johnny Knoxville, and then Lesnar's in the Royal Rumble and wins it. I have, I have no idea, so we'll see what happens. Saturday night, I will be live on Off the Script in the OTS venue, and uh, it's going to be a wild, wild scene on Saturday night. Picking up with uh, Dynamite, we got Tony Schiavone after the ladder match is over. He is in Edgewater Beach in Cleveland, Ohio. The water was frozen. Uh, it was fucking cold. Watching Tony Schiavone shiver was making me cold. Uh, he was there with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Schiavone said it was freezing. And he was not wearing a hat. He was not wearing gloves. It looked like he had a tracksuit on. So no wonder he was freezing. Hobbs told him to man up. He told Dante his win last time was just luck, meaning Dante Martin. He proposed a rematch. And Ricky Starks addressed Jay Lethal he hopes he enjoyed his week off, but he hasn't forgotten about the challenge. He says he wants to face him on Rampage next week in Chicago. That should be one hell of a fucking match right there. And I will say this, uh, Jesse, Starks is always great, but Will Hobbs, man. You know, I'm watching Will Hobbs very, very closely because uh, I see the progress. He is sounding a lot more better on the microphone. He's, a, he's, exactly. sound, he's sounding confident in the way he yes. speaks. And that fur coat, man, he looks fucking beast in that fur coat. Yes, glad you pointed that out. One of his one of his biggest holdbacks was his promo ability, and they are slowly giving him a little bit more leeway with it, and he's taking it and he's getting better each time. Shorter segments, they uh they they seem more meaningful. They don't sound cringe. They sound natural. Hobbs is getting better on the microphone. I'm glad you mentioned it because that is definitely true. Oh, I I see it, and uh, I I hope he I hope he appreciates that. I we see the work yep. here on the podcast. We see what he's doing, and you give yep. that man. He's not there yet. I, I listen. I'm not yep. going out there and making Hobbs world champion. You give him oh, two oh. three years, bro. He'll be right yep. at the top of the card, man. And then at that point, I think we can all confidently say that man belongs there. He'll he'll be there. Yeah. There's 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 look. There's no reason to rush this. There's no reason to catapult him or put a rocket strap to him. Same, treat him the same as Hook. Yeah. Give us a little bit at a time. There's no fucking rush, bro. This guy is money. This guy is talent. I don't care if it takes you the length of his contract. I don't care. Just re-sign him because he'll get there. Don't worry. Just take your time. So we go on from that. We get into the Wardlow squash match of the evening. They are now calling him Mr. Mayhem Wardlow. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to Wardlow. He just recently celebrated a birthday. Uh, today was Sasha Banks' birthday as well. So uh, happy birthday to Sasha Banks. Hopefully Mikaze is planning a very special evening for Miss Mercedes. Happy birthday to the boss. Absolutely. One of the best ever. Sean Spears was there accompanying Wardlow to the stage. Wardlow told him to sit on the stage and not come to ringside. This was pretty much a squash match, Jesse. Powerbomb Symphony over and over and over again. You know how this works. Mr. Mayhem destroys both of these jobbers, Elijah Dean and James Alexander, in a two-on-one match. One minute. And then uh, Mr. Spears wanted to go to the ring and kind of add a little insult to injury, and Wardlow said, no, 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 no. Let's get the fuck out of here. Enough of this fucking childish garbage. 
and, and that was it. So Sean Spears acting like a child there. Wardlow kind of indifferent to everything that's going on with Sean Spears and MJF, but he's just trucking along, waiting for that one moment, bro. We still got that uh, grab the revolution brass ring contract or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Uh, that ladder match that's coming up for the, uh, I guess, opportunity for the TNT championship. So Wardlow is going to be in that. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm loving what we're seeing out of Wardlow, man. And the one thing that I saw tonight, and, and I think it's felt by everybody, is this guy's going to be a huge baby face, man. Each and every week, you see the reactions to Wardlow getting louder and louder and louder. It's a beautiful thing to see. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I like what they're doing with it. You know, in, you know, a few weeks ago when they started, they they started planting the seeds for this babyface turn, right? And right away, our initial reaction was, "It's it's too soon. They're gonna spin him loose as a babyface, and he's gonna sink." You see what they're doing? They're they're they're, they're taking a little bit more each week. They're getting the crowd built up. The crowd was chanting for Warlow to, ch- to to turn right there and save Punk. They're already getting behind this guy as a babyface, so. They're pretty much in the position to go ahead and pull a trigger on that turn, and I, I think he'll, I think he'll float now as a babyface, man. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I, I want the moment to be right. I'm one of those old school guys with the old school mentality. You, you gotta find the perfect moment to do it because you only get one. Uh, I'm sure Tony Khan knows that very well. Uh, I don't know when or where it's going mm-hmm. to happen. Uh, it may, what we're talking about and what we've talked about may be too long for Tony Khan. I, I have no idea, but it seems like they are giving us a absolutely huge main event match next week with Punk and MJF in Chicago on Dynamite. Do we see it next week or is next week too soon? I don't know, man. Remember how I was saying how uh, MJF needs to be the one to beat Punk. Yep. Now he's got to do it in Chicago. Now he's got to do it in Chicago. Does he do it on his own? Does Warlow uh, go ahead and do the turn? I don't know. Man, that's going to, that, you know, listen, that's going to be a tough match to book. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I'm, there's a ton of things running through my mind right now. Does MJF lose to Punk in Chicago? Uh, and if he does, in what manner does he lose? Because if he loses, uh, I, I, don't, I just don't think the feud is ending right now anyway. I do think it carries into revolution. But, but would it hurt? This is my first question to you. Is it going to hurt? Just say this scenario plays out. Is it going to hurt MJF if he loses to CM Punk in Chicago by some fuck finish? Then we get to Revolution and MJF beats CM Punk and the feud's over. You don't want this thing to end in a 50-50 Bruce Pritchard fucking I'm going to fuck you over type of way. No. 
No, I, I definitely do not, man. And Punk winning this match pretty much changes and does nothing. MJF does not does not sink. He's not buried. He doesn't get elevated, and neither does Punk. But MJF beating CM Punk in Chicago, yeah, bro, bro, yeah, it's me guy, yeah. It's um, it, it's it's a crazy situation to think about. Um, and, and the match will happen for anybody that's possibly wondering. Well, maybe the match doesn't happen, and then they have uh just a brawl or there's some uh, pre-match shit that doesn't lead to a match. Tony Khan is not the type of guy to book a match and advertise it a week in advance for it to not happen. This is not Bruce Pritchard. Okay. You don't do that in Chicago, bro. No, you don't do that in Chicago. You don't do that. You no. don't do that in AEW. Never mind fucking Chicago. No, man. They I mean it will be a bad look. Yeah. I mean it's not gonna say they're not literally gonna burn the house down, but it will be a very bad look. The crowd will completely shit on that theory. He told us we were getting the match. The venue is not sold out yet. So how many people are not going to run out and buy tickets to complete that sale? Yeah. And you don't get the match? No, man. You, you have to do the match. And again, in, in, in the spirit and in the vein of what Punk is here to do in his return to wrestling, he needs to lay down and take that L for MJF next week. If MJF beats CM Punk next week, does this lead to, again, a fuck finish in the end result of that match? And do we get this match to happen at Revolution with, with MJF losing again? Do you see CM Punk taking two losses to MJF, one via fuck finish, and then one him beating Punk clean? Because I do believe that there needs to be one victory in this thing where he beats CM Punk clean to solidify himself as the next in line for the world championship because that's what they talked about in the beginning of this feud. Do you see Punk losing two times to MJF, and does that hurt CM Punk in any way whatsoever? I wouldn't, to be honest, I don't want to see Punk um, eat two L's to MJF, but to uh, ensure that, I wouldn't book a second match. I mean, at least not right now. Not not during MJF's, uh, MJF's run right now. Let him go ahead and finish his run, get his world title. He can revisit this feud in a year or so. And yeah, let, let him go ahead and lose the punk then. But having him beat punk or lose the punk here, and then switching it for the next show, it's fifty fifty, man. We don't we don't need that right now. No. So we can take we can take MJF winning in a fuck finish next week, and then like you said, then winning clean uh, at a, at another show or something like that. But um, I don't want to see punk take two L's. I mean, I, I, he can take one to MJF. That's fine. That's great. But he's still got work to do. You want to keep him as strong as possible going forward, though. I'm kind of thinking about something here. I, 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 I kind of agree with you. I, I don't want to see two matches. I, I, yeah. think, I think one match, you know, the, the, the you know, let's get two or three matches out of this thing is, is, is just way overdone. Yeah. It's, it's, very, it's very formulaic WWE booking. I, I don't like it. I would rather Tony Khan not ventured down that road. But, but what about this? But what about this? See, seeing that we saw Cody Rhodes lose to Sammy in the opening match, what, what if we get this one match? And MJF wins clean in Chicago, like Jesse says, and that solidifies MJF in a multitude of ways. That sets up MJF for Adam Page at Revolution and the AEW Championship match. Then what does CM Punk do if he's done with MJF? What does CM Punk do? Jesse, do we see CM Punk possibly in a feud after MJF into Revolution go one-on-one with Cody Rhodes? There you go. That's what I was thinking. 
I mean, it, yep. it, it, it kind of makes sense. You got to find a way to transition one to the next feud, right? And and Cody Rhodes mentioned CM Punk and the pipe bomb only a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Um, you put Punk in the ring with Cody. Um, I'm having Punk go over at the end of that feud. And um, yeah, definitely. That, that would be an awesome feud alone right there. Jesus Christ, can you imagine revolution with that fucking... You're going to make me want to go to the goddamn show, TK. I'm not even I'm not even thinking about going to the show. That means I got to book an Airbnb. I got to sign up for uh, post-show scrum and get press passes. Can you imagine CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, and Adam Hangman Page versus MJF as the three scheduled matches for revolution, man? Holy shit. And then maybe, maybe Adam Cole... I don't know what the fuck Adam Cole's going to be doing. Maybe we see Johnny Gargano between now and then. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano? Talk about so fucking pay per view of the year, man! So many, yeah. what, what, what's what, what's WrestleMania again? The most horrendous two night yeah. event of all time? I don't know. I think it was stupid. The the, the stupidest WrestleMania of all time. Something something like something, along, something along uh, along the lines like that. I don't know, but uh, I could absolutely see that happen. Well, I believe, I agree with you, man. One match, one match, and 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 look, when it's just one match, it's special. You know, it's, it's fucking special. The more matches you start adding, now you got to try to figure out which one was the best one and which one was where. It's, it's one match, man. Yeah. We'll do it again later on. For right now, just one match. They've yeah. already, they've been feuding for weeks. We've been seeing these guys go, go at it for weeks. How much longer are we going to carry this out? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really justify another match if this is the match taking place next week. The whole fucking feud's been built on their verbal back and forth, and that's what we want to remember. The match is going to be great. Don't get me wrong, but... I mean, I don't want anything to kind of take away from what the build has been. This has been old school, classic pro wrestling storytelling. You don't need multiple matches in this thing. The, the whole fucking nope. the whole fucking feud was them going back and forth. That's what I paid my money for. You know, yeah. that's what I wanted. The the match to me is just the cherry on top of the Sunday. It's 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 just the the, the ending. Yeah, it's, they they've they've been giving us MJF and Punk a fantastic movie. Yep. From the from the from their promos alone, the match is the final battle scene. That should that should be the end of it right there. So we'll see what happens, man. Very again, very interesting situation with this. It's uh it's shaping up to be one hell of a wild rod going into uh, Revolution in March. Speaking of wild, we got uh, the Inner Circle. Inner Circle's uh, on some bumpy roads right now, man. Jericho Santana Ortiz they defeated Daniel Garcia. And 2.0, that's Matt Lee and Jeff Parker. Uh, this was pretty decent here. Uh, I know we've been very, I don't want to say hard. We've been uh, kind of, you know, indifferent to Jericho. I think he's kind of faded a little bit as far as what he does on television, not feeling all that important. Uh, that's another match we may see at Revolution. Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. That's another intriguing match right there that we could possibly get. But Jericho right now. You know, like you and I just said, Jesse, last week, it probably would do Jericho best if he just stays away for a little bit and just comes back and, you know, hit the reset button, hit that refresh button. You know, make yeah, the uh, the absence the absence of Jericho will make our hearts grow fonder of Chris Jericho. Yeah, it, it, it's, it just seemed like they're forcing his appearances and his 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 new, it, it, you know, the things he's trying to, he's trying to get the, uh, what was it, the, uh, the G the the GFT or GFO or something like that. He's trying to get that over. It's GFY, yeah. GFY, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it it it, it, it seems like they're forcing. They're trying to force him in into things and just let it 
let the feud come to him. Give him some time away. Let the heart grow fonder. You know, like you said. But when he comes back, you know, be like, oh, Jericho's back. Let's see him. You know, this, 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 this. Now it's like, uh, I got Jericho again. It looks like they were heading down the road with Kingston to put him in there, but Kingston's hurt. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Kingston's going to be out too long. I think he'll be back in a week or two. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, I would love to see Jericho um take a little break and come back fresh. But let's see what they got. Maybe they got something planned for us. Uh, but before I get into this match, I know uh, I know LAX, uh, proud and powerful. They are such a great tag team together. You know, shout out to uh, to Santana, man. He's doing his thing solo, working on the independent scene. I believe he's got a one-on-one match coming up against Jonathan Gresham at the next Terminus show. So uh, kudos to yeah. him, man, getting himself out there, doing the solo thing away from Ortiz for a little bit, and uh, coming back and hopefully winning those AEW tag team titles. So it's always good to... Like like uh, like Johnny Gargano said, you know, invest in yourself. He's very good at what he does, and that should be yeah. a hell of a match there between those two. Yeah, I agree. But uh, the inner circle they had control of this thing over 2.0. I'm I'm very much over this feud, and I want it to end. But there was some early dysfunction between Santana Ortiz and Jericho. Uh, Jericho and his partners allowed Garcia and 2.0 to take advantage. They beat down Ortiz. For a little bit, Jericho desperately wanted the hot tag, but Ortiz tagged in his own partner, Santana. Santana went wild on three, on all three of these guys, and he and Ortiz hit an assisted cutter, followed by a powerbomb lariat combination. Jericho hopped down from the apron. He was about to take himself out of the match and thought differently about it. Then he broke up 2.0's finisher with a Judas effect on Matt Lee as he bumped off the ropes and hit the Judas effect from the outside of the ring. Pile driver by Santana followed for the one, two, three, and that was it. The dysfunction is growing between Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho, and we, we may we may be seeing the end of the inner circle on AW television, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. No, and you know what? To be honest, I want to see Santana and Ortiz go heel. You want to see them go here? Well, I mean, depending on who the tag team champions are, it may actually work out. Yeah, I do. I want to. It, it fills me with with that. But their their president's uh, face paint that they come out wearing, these guys could be some fucking asshole fucking heels, man. Just yeah. come out just with this gang mentality that they have. You know, you know when they come out and jump smart, they come out just gang style, fucking beat the shit out of them and leave. I could see these guys being just. Fantastic heels and go for a title run like that, man. It'd be a switch up from what we've seen from them for the last three years, too. Yeah, you listen, Jericho might be the catalyst in that. They may, uh, they may be using Jericho to set that up. Actually, who knows? That'd be awesome if they kill Jericho off TV for a while. Yep, that would that would be a catalyst right there. Yeah, no more Judas. Who took that away? Santana and Ortiz. You can't yeah. sing the song anymore, thanks to those guys. I love it. Uh, people will hate that, man. Oh yeah. Video package aired on Adam Hangman Page and Lance Archer. They got a match for the AEW title. It's taking place in two weeks. It will be a Texas death match. That's actually taking place, I believe, on February 2nd, right before the Atlantic City show in New Jersey. Archer talked about it being a Texas death match when the interviewer told Hangman that uh, it will be a Texas death match. No, the second is next week in Chicago. Uh, Then it's happening on the 9th. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. It is happening in Atlantic City. Yes, it is happening in Atlantic yeah. City. So everybody that's coming to the meet and greet in Atlantic City, you'll be getting an AEW championship match that night. I apologize. Uh, when Adam Page was told it was a Texas death match, he was a little concerned. He said, no, I, I hadn't heard that. What? He looked a little surprised. He looked a little scared. Nobody wants to be a Texas death match or in a Texas death match with Lance Archer. 
He then said he will make or he will take his best shots and bring hell with him through all nine layers of the abyss. Is what Adam Page said. So uh, we're getting that match and it will not be the main event of Revolution. It may be a one and done here for Lance Archer. In and out. In and out. I didn't, I didn't like this. You didn't no. like this? No, the one, the, no, the only thing I did not like about, I, I was not a fan of, of Hangman's reaction to that. He, he seemed a little bit weak in the sense of, oh no, I got to do this. You know, it, I want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to start, start the, the theory of Hangman's title run is, is, is fading or not succeeding, but, but, and I hate to make this comparison, but imagine like a, like a, like a, Stone Cold Steve Austin, badass babyface champion. Okay, why do you get Steve Austin? You got to do a Texas death match. Oh, oh no. What will Austin say? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Beat your ass wherever the fuck. I don't care what it is. You know, I, I just, it's, it's little things like that. It might seem minute, but little things like that matter when you're trying to get someone's over, uh, over as a world champion. Because, yeah. you know, it's, I don't give a fuck where we are. I don't care what we're doing. I don't care what kind of match it is. I'm going to beat this shit out of you. Okay, one, forget Steve Austin, all right? Imagine um, Moxley, babyface world champion. Yeah. Mox, you get this kind of match. I don't give a fuck what it is. He would say exactly those words. I don't want to see Hangman, oh, no. Oh, no, I'm kind of worried. I'm not worried about shit. I'm the fucking champion. You got to beat me. That should be the mentality he's taking. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's the same problem in WWE with their fucking babyface champions. They don't know how to book a babyface champion. I'm not saying Tony yeah. Khan doesn't know how to. Uh, I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that uh, no baby faces really look like they're strong enough to carry the load on any show for any extended period of time. I, I agree with you. He yeah. should not be surprised. He should not be fearful. He should be He should be like, all right, you want to fucking text a death match? You bring the goddamn fucking death match. I'm going to bring the fucking cold ones. You know? And, you know, let's do it. You yeah. know, what the fuck you running for? You know, not he, he just, that moment, I was like, come on, bro. No. No, he don't, he should not care what the match is. He just want to get his hands on him. It looks like he's second guessing. Oh, maybe I should stay away. From, I get it. You're trying to make Archer look a little bit stronger by the, you know by his reaction. The Hangman's gonna win, you know. But uh, yeah, you don't want to bury Archer in that reaction. Like, no, I don't give a fuck where it is. And like, you're a badass. I get it. I'm still gonna beat the shit out of you. You know, you you, you can't you can't have him look weak like. Yeah. Well, well listen. We'll see what happens. We got uh, another week. Till this match happens, maybe they do something to rectify this next week. But yeah, I didn't like that either. No weak baby faces, please. I hate weak baby faces. Tony Schiavone interviewed Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus on one side of a staircase backstage. And then on the other side was Matt Hardy and Private Party. Christian talked first. Hardy said nobody cares what he has to say, so we cut him off. He touted Private Party, who, by the way, just got announced for the Hog Show, the House of Glory show, on February 12th. Don't know what they'll be doing, but they will be in the NYC arena. Will Matt Hardy be there? I don't know. Oh, See what coming. happens. And it said, Friday is their time to become champions. Jungle Boy told Private Party their expensive watches are fake, and they will see them on Friday. Should be a decent little match. Jesse and I actually uh, talked extensively about what we think Private Party should do. I think being removed yeah. from uh, the Hardy family office and going into a little bit more of a mature you know, uh, and less childish. Ah, I'm going to pound that ass or whatever the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. None yeah. of that shit, man. We, you know, private party's going to have to grow up eventually. I think it's better to start now than prolong it. But I don't really see that happening. And I'm not telling them what to do. I think 
It would probably be from a fan's perspective what most of us would like to see. But I don't see anything coming out of this match. Should be a great match, Jesse, but uh, I don't see Private Party even coming close to winning those tag team champions Friday or anytime soon to be exact. No, no, they they need they need some repairing from this stint in the uh, FHO or the HFO thing. And uh, they, they and the same with uh, Santana and Ortiz. They need to be built up to where they should be to be competing in the tag divisions because these factions they've been in for the last you know year or so, it kind of brought them down. Yeah, not good. Not looking no. good, but uh, we got a tag team title match on Friday night. So uh, that should be, uh, at least for the time being, exciting. And we'll see what happens on Friday. Uh, MJF. We're getting, we're getting packed in Chicago, huh? Yep. Should He's be good. coming back in, uh, come, getting back into the country and back into Chicago. Should be good, man. Next week's Dynamite is absolutely fucking stacked. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about that a little later. But CM Punk, speaking of Chicago, made his ring entrance here. Punk was dressed to fight. He was in his uh, long... CM Punk wrestling attire, the long pants, and he was definitely ready for a fight. Punk said hello to Cleveland, and how's everybody doing tonight? He said he tried to walk to the ring like a badass, but Cleveland made him smile from ear to ear. He asked if they were tired of hearing him talk yet. No. Nobody should be tired of anything, CM Punk. The guy was away for seven fucking years. Why would you be tired of him? So he's in the ring. He encouraged them to chant his name. He said they all know he wants, or they, they all know that uh, they, they want to see him fight. And he's encouraged them to chant his name. He said it'll be the first time, and it didn't really gain any momentum, which was kind of funny since fans just couldn't stomach it. Punk revealed that he had MJF's scarf around his neck, took his jacket off. He had a Burberry scarf around his neck. He thought the scarf might be sentimental to him. But then he saw... You could buy them on Amazon for $5 for a 12-pack. It's just as cheap as his personality, said said, uh, CM Punk about MJF. He said he saw the label, and it said made in Long Island. So I immediately knew it was not made of strong material. (laughs) Punk said he didn't want to wait, so let's do it tonight. He went through everyone but MJF, or he says he wants everybody but MJF. uh, and nobody is, uh, you know, wanted more than MJF. So MJF walks out, and CM Punk was yelling for MJF's music to be shut off. And MJF is out there. He said he wouldn't waste a historical match on Cleveland, Ohio. He called Cleveland a cesspool. Fans were chanting, asshole. He said he'd give the fans the match they want next week in Chicago. It'll be CM Punk versus. And then there's this long pause. He's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking. And then he yells out his name, MJF. But he added a but. He continued to shit on Cleveland some more and said, Cleveland is significant in Punk's history, but I will get to that in a minute. Jesse, during this time, actually texted me before this promo even aired on Dynamite tonight that CM Punk's last match in WWE was supposed to be scheduled in Cleveland, Ohio. And he did not show up. He said fans think they want to see him against Punk. So we got to shut the fuck up, Chant. MJF said the match will be spectacular, but the outcome will be unsettling. And he said he'll beat Punk in a dumpster fire. He calls his home in Chicago. He'll also be beating him in the mid, 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 mid West, he says. MJF then said something about uh, what's going to happen when he beats CM Punk in Chicago. He said the people will finally get to see the real CM Punk, the one who loses his fake smile 
The second he doesn't get what he wants, he said Punk blames his failures on everyone else but himself. He said the guy who is more than willing to sue if he doesn't get what he wants, he will announce next week he's leaving wrestling again. I predict that. He said LeBron James left the fans just like Punk will be doing, and that got a massive reaction in Cleveland. I mean, MJF really knows how to rile somebody up. I'll tell you that. He said he turned his back on each and every one of them. He looked into the camera and then said, yeah, even you people at home watching on the silver screen asked if they think Punk cares. They were chanting his name at the top of their lungs for seven years. MJF said those chants won't stop him from turning his back on them again and crying about it on a podcast. Punk then said, MJF, you listened to that podcast. You were a fan. That's why you listened to that podcast. He said the best thing Punk ever did was leave. And the best thing he ever did was come back. He said if he didn't come back, MJF wouldn't have this brush with greatness because he wouldn't be here. He told MJF to lace up his three-inch lifts and come back for a fight. Punk says he can't win this fight. MJF turned to leave. Punk said he took matters into his own hands, and he never lied to the people. He said he loves them, but some people love him back. Some people hate him, but he'd rather be him and try and fail and be MJF and talk a big game and never show up. You paid to see me. You paid to stand in line to get my picture. And then Punk said, how dare you try to put it on these people? I make decisions, and I stand by each and every one of them. So the fans love him, not because he always wins, but because when he loses, he gets back up, just like Cleveland does, just like Chicago does. Man, oh, man, Jesse. CM Punk channeled his inner John Cena with this promo. Yeah, he did. You know, and the more I sat here and thought about it for a little bit, uh, MJF needs to win next week, obviously. But... um, he needs he needs to it needs to end in a screwy finish. He can't win clean. Because it, it it will help it will help Punk save face in front of his fans in Chicago. He didn't get beat, beat clean by MJF at home. Yeah. Only reason he lost is he got dicked over and screwed over. You know, by any any means. Like you can make up a I mean it's MJF. Come in, insert a reason for him to away from the cheat, and it'll make sense. Yeah. You know, but he just needs to he just needs to win. Um, by some kind of fuckery. Maybe we get Gargano next week. Maybe he joins MJF for a stint as a heel. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? But however they do it, um, he needs to get fucked in front of the live crowd to get that because it because it produced that much more heat for MJF when he gets that three count and and he, by cheating and fucking them over and really pissing off the crowd. I mean, the crowd just booing because he wins clean kind of makes no sense. I mean, he won clean. What the fuck are you booing for? Yeah. Well, if he gets, he gets dicked over and he shouldn't have won, but he did, and he screwed Punk, there's the heat. There's the heat. I'm fantasy booking a little bit now in, in the back of my mind. What if MJF orders Wardlow to do something next week and Wardlow doesn't listen and he helps CM Punk try and win the match, but MJF overcomes it and has a backup plan? Maybe he maybe he introduces a new muscle to the group. Maybe he introduces a new yeah. muscle to the pinnacle. Who could that be? I don't know. Coming. Yeah, because he saw it coming the same way he we did when he had the pinnacle and the, the inner circle feud when yep. we thought he got screwed up. He saw that shit coming. MJF is a he's he's a smart he's a smart wrestler. Dude. He he's he's the AEW uh uh cerebral assassin. Yeah. You know, so I can see that happening too. So yeah, Punk needs to lose. And needs to get fucked over in front of his home crowd. I mean, severely fucked over. 
Uh, I don't know when their contracts are up. They're 90 days, but, uh, you know, Carrying Cross, I don't know when his when his deal is up. You know, we could see uh, we could see uh, what's his name, Braun Strowman. You know, I'm not I'm not advocating for any of this. I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know when Samoa Joe's 90 days is up either. Maybe Samoa Joe sh- could show up next week and help CM Punk against the Pinnacle. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. I'm fantasy booking. Don't mind me. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I, I think Keith Lee's about due. Yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget why it still exists, bro. Why it still exists. I don't know how we would play into this, but why it's still out there. Yes. There's a few different things, a few different ways you can go. He, he, I know, um, again, TK has all these guys in his back pocket already signed, sealed, and delivered. He's just trying to find a way to to to, to debut them, you know. So we can see it could be a a, a a fuck finish with someone on the roster, something like that. But he just needs to win. He just needs to win and and, and dig over Punk in the in the process. Who's Punk closest to right now on the roster as, as far as being buddy with? Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, de facto, Brian Danielson. Danielson, yeah, Danielson. De facto, Brandon, but he's a heel Danielson now, so him coming out to MJF wouldn't really. Plus, he's tied up with Mox. Yep. There's a way. Darby, There's a way Sting. to do it. Yeah, Mox. Yeah, Mox could turn. I mean, Darby, Sting is another one, you know? Darby Sting, yeah, they're so they, they gotta find a way to do it, man. Yeah, they gotta find a way to do it, and I hope it's big. I just don't want to see like a, a I don't want to see a pulling of the tights for the fucking win. That's not enough, bro. Maybe we see Danhausen. Oh God, no, dude. I know Danhausen has been, uh, you know, kind of no. meddling in MJF's affairs, and he's done something with CM Punk before in the past. I have no idea. I'm just throwing. I'm spitballing. So I'm spitballing people. Maybe we see Cole Cabana. I don't fucking know. Colt, maybe that could do something. I don't know if I don't know if Punk wants to work with Colt in Chicago. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to work. I mean, can Colt be healed? Has Colt Cabana ever been healed? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he's been wrestling for twenty years. I'm sure he's got a fucking heel run in there. Got to be somewhere. Got to be. But uh, but the I mean, in all seriousness, no. Does Punk want to work with this guy? I mean, they, they I mean they've been together on the same roster for quite some time and been completely separated this entire time. Yeah. So I don't know. Lots of things happening, man. But again, like we usually say, trust the process. Tony Khan is uh coming up with uh, something and there's no reason to not trust Tony Khan. He hasn't really let us down at all. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, guys, wait. Guys, relax, relax. I like Dan Housen. All right. I'm, I'm not shitting on Dan Housen. He it's just he, his he has no spot in the MJF punk feud. That's all I'm saying. Nobody's shitting on anybody here, folks. This <laughs> yeah. is not Monday Night Raw. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dan Housen's fine. I think Dan, I think I, I'm I'm happy for Dan Housen. No, he he lobbied and tried so hard. And the guy's social media presence is ridiculously huge. Yep. I'm happy for him, man. I think he deserves a run over here in AEW. Listen, you know, I know, I know, and we'll talk about this a little later. I don't want to, I don't want to jump at, but uh if AEW could add some uh some laugh factor to the show via Dan House, and I don't know how his in-ring ability is. I heard it's nothing all that special. Listen, Man. if they could crack a couple of jokes and make me fucking laugh, then it's worth it. And yeah. he's gonna he's gonna fucking absolutely kill pro wrestling tees. So you know he he's is. gonna sell merchandise. He, he, he is. I mean, guys, there's, there's a there is room for comedy in wrestling. I'm yeah. a I'm a big fan of our truth. I just think they ran his shtick into the fucking ground. I mean, I enjoyed even, I enjoyed that fucking academic shit on Monday Night Raw with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle with the fucking Alpha Academy. I thought I, I hate that type of shit, but I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a spot for it. 
It's just possible. If, if they if they hadn't just run our truth shit into the ground with the twenty four seven and everybody fucking does it. I mean, how could you not be how can you not be sick of it at this point? They should have used it a little bit sparingly and things like that. But I got faith that Tony Khan will book Dan Housen the right way. And if and if he goes around to be like the the R Truth of AEW, I'm okay with that. I don't think it'll get run to the ground like R Truth stick did. Yeah, well, uh listen, um Dan Housen's gonna add uh, some value to AEW, otherwise Tony Khan wouldn't have signed him. Yeah. So uh MJF here, well, uh, you know, he said, All right, let's test that real quick. Uh, he was taking off his ring. He was taking off his uh, his scarf. Out walked FTR and Wardlow as backup for MJF. Spears then tackled Punk from behind. FTR joined in on the attack. Wardlow entered the ring watching Spears just go at Punk. He nailed him with a steel chair. And Shivani said when MJF agreed to face Punk in Chicago, he had some kind of devious plan, of course, as always. And MJF entered the ring called Punk a son of a bitch. A dumb son of a bitch, to be exact. And Punk reached up and grabbed MJF's scarf. MJF broke free, ordered Wardlow to powerbomb Punk, and he was yelling at Wardlow, powerbomb him. Uh, MJF put his hands on Wardlow. He didn't seem to appreciate that, but he followed orders anyway. And Wardlow powerbombed Punk onto a chair. MJF rolled Punk over, sat on his chest, and crossed his legs as he would usually do in the in the ring or... If you guys just envision the pipe, the pipe bomb in Las Vegas, Punk was sitting Indian style on the stage, and that's exactly the way MJF sat on CM Punk tonight. It was fucking awesome. What a sight right before the match next week. MJF's yes. music played. We got the graphic, and MJF said the same place his journey started will be the same place it ends. Fucking phenomenal. This was excellent. Excellent. Yes. What I what I like what I like about all this this whole this whole feud with MJF is you know the the, the skeptics and the and the and the and the WWE uh loyalists will one day try to come out and say, Well, what has Punk done for the AEW roster? What stars has he built? This guy first first and foremost, Punk got hooked over. There you go. Weekly. Punk got hooked over. And by the end of this feud, he's gonna He's gonna slingshot MJF into the main event into the main event picture of AEW. I mean, on, 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 on his on his first night, he name dropped Britt Baker in the first promo he cut after seven years. He had AC on one of his sneakers in the ring, which uh, at the time nobody knew what it meant, but I'm assuming it meant Adam Cole, you know. Yeah. And, and then uh, you know the the match with Darby, he picked Darby as his first opponent. He had a pick of anybody on that roster. He picks Darby out. Yep, he's getting his guy. He's undefeated. He's undefeated, and he's gotten all of these people over so far. And the only way to get MJF over because of the status that MJF already held in the company, the only way Punk can get MJF even more over is by laying down for him, dude. And Punk knows this. If I know it, if JD knows it, if you guys know it, then Punk knows it. He cannot beat MJF next week and and make him a better talent. He has to lay down for him. Uh, that's the right way. Hopefully Tony yep. Khan knows that. It needs to happen. MJF needs to beat CM Punk in Chicago next week, and we need to move on into revolution with MJF being the number one contender for the AW World title. Yep. Plain and simple. 
I love this uh, this segment because it not only gave the match next week incredible heat, it, it, it still continued to just build upon the Wardlow and MJF thing, which is being done right under everybody's nose. Some weeks it's a little bit more blatant than others, but, you know, that nice little poke on, on Wardlow's chest and the facial reaction from Wardlow. Wardlow's loss to CM Punk a couple of weeks ago did absolutely nothing to stifle Wardlow. The match was booked the way it should have. I don't know why fucking pro wrestlers in the community are blasting it and fucking having a problem with it and still making a big deal about it. You don't think CM Punk knows what the fuck he's doing? Mm-hmm. Just leave it to him to really show work. you what needs to be done. Let him work. Speaking of work, Julia Hart hasn't worked a match, has she, Jesse? Has she worked on Dark at all? She has not. She came out, but she has not worked. She's not worked on Dark. She was there with Griff Garrison tonight. And smart Mark Sterling walked in. So he was in New York City for the GCW show with Matt Cardona. And now he's in Cleveland, Ohio, here representing Jade Cargill. He told Julia Hart that Jade Cargill had chosen her next opponent. And it is indeed Julia Hart, one-eyed Julia Hart. He asked her to sign a release because of her eye. And Garrison told her, listen, Julia, it's not a good idea. She said, listen, Griff, it's not your decision to make. It is mine. So she signed the contract. And Jesse, we got Julia Hart versus Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. I'm assuming this is taking place on Friday. Uh, I did not like the way that AEW gave Jade Cargill the TBS championship. She had a very good match with Anna Jay, don't get me wrong. But now she's choosing her own opponents and kind of bypassing the top five. I want to see where this is going. Because right now it makes no sense. But since um, I still believe Julia Hart is in the middle of a transition... I want to see what I want to see what the purpose of this match is. I want I want to see what happens after she loses. So so does does something happen? Do we see a house of black appearance anywhere? Does she disappear? I want something something needs to happen as to why this match with Jay Carter. She's gonna take this L. So what happens from that? You know what happens after her loss? What happens as far as her transition go, goes? I don't know, but uh, I mean she hasn't wrestled at all. So why is she in a championship match? I know Jade chose her. And I would, I, I, would li- I would like to hopefully hear from Mark Sterling or Jade Cargill uh, that uh, or somebody, hopefully the commentary team says it. I don't want to hear it coming from the heel team or the heel duo here. Uh, Jade is taking the cheap way out with this title wrench. She's going after somebody that only has one eye. She chose yeah. an easy victim here. I-, I hope that's kind of relayed there in the commentary. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be. You know, she's taking the easy way out. She's, she's picking on somebody much smaller than her in stature and everything else and you know, she's being a real asshole about it. Yeah, they need to point that out, you know? We'll see what happens there. This transitioned into the one and only women's match of the night, which was incredibly disappointing. We got uh, a come-down match from what was a great and solid, really solid hour and 15 minutes of the show. We got legit Layla Hirsch defeating Red Velvet. The crowd, Jesse, was completely, completely dead for this match uh, after such a hot show. Uh, I don't know what happened here. Maybe you could elaborate on it, but uh, I I know we're big fans of Red Velvet. I think she was uh, doing pretty decent for herself up until this point. Legit Layla Layla Hirsch, they're they're pushing her, and uh, she's gotten some shine on TV. But uh, I I, I honestly think, and I I don't mean this in a mean way, and you know how people love to clip what we say here. Um, 
I just don't think anybody gives a shit about legit Layla Hirsch, Jesse. No, it, 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 that's really the problem. Um, she's not getting over. Um, but I will say this, and I think I mentioned this to you earlier. This was the best showing for Layla Hirsch that I've seen. Oh, she's, her, she's very good. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just, yeah. there's nothing there. Well, and that, but that's, that's what I mean, though. Not only the ring, but just her demeanor and facial, like even, even the, um, the heel shit she did at the end of it, even that part just seemed a little bit more believable than it normally does. I mean, everything about it just came off as unbelievable and things like that. But this one, this match was not as frustrating for me in regards to Layla Hirsch. This was the best I've seen her look. Um, the crowd didn't, like you said, the crowd didn't give a shit. Uh, and I think that's the issue. She needs to, she needs to get herself over with the crowd. But as far as this heel stick goes and everything else, for the first time, it actually felt believable to me. Because before, it just, it just felt like she was doing it because she was told to do it by the producers. And that's not the way, if it's coming off like that, then it's not being portrayed the right way. You know, but everything about her mannerisms, how she came out, how she conducted the match, and then the, um, um, the 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 um the rest hold that she had on uh, on the ropes and she wouldn't break it to the five count. It just seemed a little bit more believable. There was nothing outstanding about it or special about it, but compared to everything else I've seen her do before, this was a little bit better of a natural flow for me in regards to watching Layla Hers. Um, yeah, I don't know. Red Velvet, Red Velvet's good. Yeah, red no, Velvet's Red, red Velvet, Red Velvet, Red Velvet is very good. I I don't know if yeah. you picked up on her. She was I don't know if she was playing heel in this match. There was kind of it was kind of like an attitude of like indifference towards uh, the fans and and the crowd when she was executing certain moves, uh, almost as if she was I don't know, kind of frustrated or so. I don't know if it was part of the match or part of the story that they were trying to tell, but there, there was this uh, indifference on Red Velvet's uh, I guess demeanor tonight. I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah. I'll go back and yeah, check I, it out I don't later. know. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just her playing up to the. Uh, the fact that she's pissed off with Layla Hirsch. But but the thing the, the thing with Layla Hirsch is I'm not taking anything away from her in-ring ability. She's another one that mm-hmm. we've seen get better. And I appreciate, you know, watching from a fan's point of view how people work and they grow and they get better. We just said yes. that about Will Hobbs, and we see the, the work he's putting in on his promo. He sounds fucking great, and he's only going to get better. The thing with Layla Hirsch is I, I don't want to make a comparison, but I'm going to. You know, she reminds me of a mini... Shayna Baszler, okay? She's got that, mm-hmm. that rugged style. She's got that similar look, that same Matt style. W- what makes mm-hmm. Shayna, and Shayna really is just, you know, the queen of spades. She's an ass kicker. She's a former MMA fighter. What makes Shayna Baszler stand out uh, compared to somebody like Layla Hirsch? You know, Shayna Baszler has her own demeanor, her own character, and Shayna Baszler cuts one hell of a fucking promo when you actually send her out there to cut a fucking promo. When she when she was cutting promos, Jesse, in NXT, you, you and I know this because when we were watching NXT at one hour, Shayna Baszler cut some pretty damn good fucking promos. She was great, and she made you listen to her. I, I don't think legit Layla Hirsch has that presence yet. No. W- will it come? No. I don't know. Maybe, but that's what she's lacking. No, the the... The one thing that stuck out for me with Shayna is, and ironically enough, is the one thing that sticks out to me about Layla Hirsch is that Shayna Baszler is very, very, very believable. Yeah. I mean, when she comes out and she says what she's going to do and she wants to do and things like that, you fucking believe her. You know, she comes off as just some just some evil bitch and she's never portrayed anything other than that, you know. Now, if Shayna Baszler tried to come off as a babyface, 
which I think she kind of did at one point with Nia Jax, maybe, or maybe I'm not sure, but it would just not feel right. It wouldn't come off as natural. And that's kind of a problem I'm seeing with, with I was seeing with Layla Hurst. She just didn't come off as natural. It, it come off as forced. Like she didn't really mean it. She didn't really understand what she was doing. That's the, I'm not saying that's what it was. That's the way it felt. Shayna Baszler looks like someone who's going to get in a, in a ring, get you in a mat and beat the shit out of you. And when she, when she does it, it's believable. I don't feel like I'm explaining this the right way, but Layla Hirsch, she, I mean, it just does not feel organic. It, it feels like she memorized her lines and she's going to go out there and say them the exact perfect way. And there's no emotion behind it. Shayna Baszler feels like she says she's going to kick your ass and she looks like she means it. And she's probably going to try to kick your ass. So I think Shayna Baszler has everything that I think Layla Hirsch is missing. Is she going to get pushed down the ladder when all these uh, potential women come on in? I mean, if it's not working out, what's going to happen to legit Layla Hirsch on, on the roster? I mean, if you got an Ember Moon, a Tony Storm, a Tegan Knox, uh, and God, knew, God knows who else Tony Khan is looking at to bring into the company, is she going to be moved down the ladder a little bit? If we, if, if we continue to see the Layla Hirsch that we get to, where just everything about her felt more heelish and it felt a little bit more like she was behind it. I don't know what she changed, but it felt like she was a little bit more behind herself. Like she believed in herself. You continue that route and you bring in Athena and things like that. And these are awesome feuds for her. I wouldn't mind seeing Athena and, and Layla Hirsch in a match. No. You know, that, that, I mean, she matches up well with others. Her small stature and her ability to work in the ring makes it easier for other women to handle her and grapple her and move so she can have fantastic matches with the other women. Yeah, yeah. we just need to see a little bit more of her. I think that's yeah. what it boils down to. We need to see a little bit more of her on, on television. She needs to be in the thick of things. And uh, maybe this is the direction that Tony Khan is going, being that we saw her uh, quite some, uh, or she, she's been given some TV time on, on Dynamite the last couple of weeks. Uh, they fought before the bell. Velvet took Hirsch down with a drop kick. Uh, she went for her finishing move, the final slice, but Hirsch rolled to the floor and then started to beat Velvet down outside. Velvet regained control. Big knee lift. Cut her over the ropes. She went for a triangle hold. Hirsch powered out. Hit a buckle bomb on Velvet. She went after Velvet's shoulders, with, which had that Kinesio tape on the shoulder tonight. Uh, Hirsch hit a springboard stunner. Started a little comeback. She followed with double knees to Hirsch's back. Or uh, red, red Velvet, rather. Followed with double knees to Hirsch's back. A spear from Velvet got two. Hirsch countered the final slice, hit a power bomb and a knee strike. The knee strike had it won, but Hirsch transitioned into an arm bar, allowing Velvet to reach the ropes for a break. Uh, there was a really, uh, uh, I would say, awkward exchange at the end of this match before Hirsch rolled up Velvet with the tights, hooking the tights for the one, two, three, and that was it. After the match, Hirsch slapped on an arm bar. This led to the referee trying to break the hold. Out comes Chris Statlander. And ran off Layla Hirsch. So it looks like we're going from Hirsch and Velvet to Hirsch and Statlander. So uh, maybe that match will generate a little bit more interest when that does happen. Could be a triple threat. Could be a triple threat. I wouldn't mind that either. We got a vignette with Malachi Black and Brody King. This was excellent. Man, oh man, this this gave me old Wyatt family vibes. I love this. Black said Brody King is the embodiment of violence, which AEW fans will be thankful for. Thank you, Mr. Black. I appreciate you. Brody said Pac denounced the house. So for that, he will be humbled. He said they will pray for salvation and then took 
Uh, and, then, and then we'll look for the teachings of the house and the house that is bestowed upon them. Just like death, we are inevitable. Man, if that's that new catch line, man, that gets a thumbs up from me. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of catchy. I like that. Yeah, that's uh, very, very, uh, it's very, very Malachi-esque. I love it. Uh, we're getting a tag team match next week. Listen to this, guys. Brody King and Malachi Black, the House of Black or the Kings of the Black Throne, as they call themselves, against Pac and Pentagon Jr. next week, man. Holy shit. Yeah. That is going to be fucking incredible. Yeah, that's going to be sick, man. That's going to be nice. Malachi and Brody King could be in line sooner rather than later for tag team titles, but uh, I don't want to jump the uh, I don't want to jump the gun on them yet. But I'm happy that they are doing their thing. Like I said, Jesse, we said this last week. I don't want Malachi to be stuck in a tag team like Styles was with Omos. I, I want them to both be singles guys as well. But uh, if they're doing the tag team thing, hopefully Tony Khan realizes that he's got two uh, perennial fucking guys there, in Malachi and Brody King. They should not be stuck in a tag team. No, no, they shouldn't be. But let's see, because again, let's not forget the card is stacked, man. I mean, the, the roster is stacked. I mean, so to separate them means you gotta now, you gotta now do something with them, and you're doing something with them. And if he's not going straight to the top to win the title, that means he's gonna start taking L's somewhere. In the tag division, they can continue to win. Yeah, no, I agree. So I, agree. I mean, you separate them at some point, yes. But when you when you want to put them on singles run and separate them, then especially Black, he needs to win. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't have time, if you don't have the spot for him to win right now, find something else to do. And the tag division, perfect. That works. I like it. Black should yeah. not be losing any, any, anytime soon. Yep. Tony Schiavone introduced Britt Baker, who came out to the ring, and we were uh, getting Britt Baker receiving plaques from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. We had her out there touting her nine singles victories. She said she shares a relationship with that number, noting that Cleveland's quarterback, Baker Mayfield, was sacked nine times. She said she (laughs) did it all with a broken wrist. She said she didn't take that top spot. She created it. She said she surpassed all the women and then surpassed the entire roster to become the face of AEW. She said she was the first female to main event Dynamite, Rampage, and several other things I can't even remember. She said Mayfield threw 10 interceptions, the first quarterback to do that this year. What a guy. She said there is, uh, she said she is there in Cleveland and she won't settle for female wrestler of the year. She won't settle until she's female of the decade. She said she's not going anywhere. I will be the champion you deserve. You finally have a baker you can count on. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Britt Baker, man, uh, w, uh, you know, uh, WWE, they passed on Britt Baker uh, all those years ago, and I read reports recently that they had reached out to Britt Baker before she signed that five-year deal in uh, in AEW. Uh, you know, I can't even imagine what Britt Baker would be like in WWE. I can't even imagine. Well, it certainly wouldn't be the fucking Britt Baker we're seeing now, but, um, you know, she still is the most popular, I, I, I believe, uh, right now, that's active, that's really kind of engulfed in everything. She's still the most popular female currently. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last, but they're really taking their time, man. You know, Thunder Rosa is mixing up with Mercedes Martinez. I don't know when that's going to happen. When do you start to think we need to start building this feud between Rosa and Britt Baker? Because it looks like Britt Baker's got nothing going on right now. Is Britt Baker hurt, bro? I don't know. I think she she has not been active. I, I don't and know. Then, not the men, not the men, And this segment was... Awesome. It was cool. It was funny until the end where nothing happened. 
then it all made no sense. You know, I'm thinking maybe they use this to facilitate a breakup of Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter just gets pissed off. I mean, you know, obviously throughout the entire title run, Baker's had Hayter and, and Rebels help. Uh, maybe, maybe that comes to fruition here and we get Jamie Hayter versus uh, Britt Baker in the time being while Rosa and Mercedes Martinez feuded up. Well, fine. Then where was Jamie Hayter tonight? I don't know. Maybe we see her next week. You know, it's it's the the whole segment seemed like it just could have been shot for the internet. Yeah, you know, like like what was the, I mean, nobody came out. I, I will say this about the um about the segment though the one award that there is no disputing hands down goes to Britt Baker across any and all wrestling organizations is most improved wrestler of the year. Yeah, she I agree. has. There is no one who's come as far as she has from where she started to where she is. I mean, that's hands down. There's no one else on that on that anywhere close to that award bar. I agree. She is uh she's killing it. And she's definitely the most improved. I I remember us just fucking I don't want to say shitting on her, but that's exactly what it was. Shitting on her. Yeah, shit, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, it was it bad. Was so was so bad. Cause we knew we knew what kind of expectations they had for her when they brought her in. And I'm like, dude, this is not this is not your this is not your women. This is not your, your champion right here. This is not going to work. No. This is going to fail. And now where we are today, she is the best of the best. She is. She's earned every goddamn piece of acclamation she's getting because she worked her ass off, man. Well, I mean, she main evented Dynamite. She main evented Rampage. Uh, you know, she can add pay-per-view to that sooner rather than later because her and Rosa are absolutely going to main event the fucking Revolution show if that's uh, or double or nothing, depending on when it happens, you know? So she's oh, going to yeah. add that to the resume. Oh yeah, that's right. No, the mixed tag match. She was in the mixed tag match. That's right. That's right. So maybe no, she's not hurt. They just yeah, they just got nothing for her right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's just it. Yeah, I forgot about the mixed tag match. So she's not man, if they should have left her off that match, they could have said she was hurt. But now she's just not wrestling, bro. Yeah, there's just nothing for her to do, man. She's waiting for Rosa. Yeah. All it is. And, and and Rosa's like you said, Rosa's busy with Mercedes Martinez. So what the hell is Britt Baker gonna do, man? I don't know. Better Serena uh, Deep? Oh no, nah, that's tough, man. Deep is too hot right now. Deep cannot lose. No, there's nobody. Deep cannot lose. There's nobody. I would rather her just wait till uh, th- Jamie Hader would be the first. Yeah, even Jamie Hader, you should be, be you should be building up Jamie Hader. You shouldn't be throwing her to a fucking match where she's just got to lose and take an L because yeah. it's uh, the only thing for for uh, uh, Britt Baker to do right now. Yeah, yeah, man. This. It's rough, man. They they definitely got to amp it up in the in the women's division. Uh, she's she's just getting lost. I mean, there's nothing for her to do. And maybe we send Veer. Send Veer. Send Veer. He's got nothing going on. Send Hook. You know, we were talking about trying to figure out opponents for Hook. You know, at some point we got to get Hook in the ring face to face with Punk. Eventually. Eventually, that's gonna be that's gonna be a thing. Eventually, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's got they got to cross at least cross paths at some point. Yes, they do. They got to revisit that now. That that's a that's a money match now. What was not a money match was the main event. I was actually kind of disappointed in this main event. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's not my uh, it's not my thing to lie to you guys. Orange Cassidy defeated Adam Cole Bay Bay in a unsanctioned lights out match, and this does not mean that Adam Cole is buried geeks so stop he's still undefeated that's why they did the lights out match so they're on the outside they're on the outside and all of a sudden they're brawling 
And shotgun dropkick, Cole returned the favor. He went under the ring to pull out a chair. He couldn't grab the chair. He was having difficulty grabbing the chair. He pulled out the chair and attached to the chair, Jesse, was Denhausen. <laughs> this guy was underneath the ring. He stood up. He did some fucking thing with his hands. Cole didn't know what the fuck was going on. Denhausen got a Denhausen chant in the crowd. You know, nobody knows who the fuck this guy is. He got a standing ovation tonight. And Tony Khan announced that he is he is all elite. He's now officially all elite. So that was awesome. I guess it, it was kind of bizarre to me, but I guess uh, if you're going to debut somebody like Denhausen, that's the perfect way to debut Denhausen, right? It was, yeah, it was weird and it made no sense. And it was right up Denhausen's alley, to be honest. That's just, <laughs> that's just the kind of gimmick that it, that he has. And that's what it is. I mean, he had the biggest pop of the goddamn match. <laughs> it was Denhausen. Don't tell me we're getting Adam Cole versus Dan. Yeah, he may have fucking, he may have uh, jinxed Adam Cole. Who the fuck knows what he did? He did one of these deals. I don't know what the fuck that was. Maybe cursed him. Put a hex he on cur- him. Yeah, I think that's a curse or something. I gotta, I gotta check out the Danhausen mannerisms. I don't fucking know them. Shit. Me, listen, man, it made me smile, so it, it worked. So good on, good on both of those guys. Yeah, it was awesome. <clears throat> both men were standing there confused. Cole, uh, he hit a pump kick through the chair. Cole wanted a Panama sunrise, but Orange countered it, put Cole through a timekeeper's table with the spine buster. Tried following it up with the Orange punch. Cole got the ring bell to block it, so Orange Cassidy went for the big Superman punch, that Orange punch, and he hit the ring bell instead. So Cole continued to target Orange right hand, and uh, Orange brought himself uh, a little bit of space here between him and Cole with a fire extinguisher during the commercial break. So they were going back and forth for position with the chain. This led to Cole hitting the Yushigoroshi for a two. He tried putting Orange Cassidy through some chairs, but Orange countered with a stunner, and then a Michinoku driver through the chairs for two. Uh, Orange Cassidy's hand was bloodied after that move. So he ran into a super kick following that. Cole called for backup. Out comes Brandon Cutler. He was taken out by Wheeler Yuta. Bobby Fish then comes out. He takes out Wheeler Yuta. Chuck, uh, Chuck Taylor came out. He dispatched of Bobby Fish. And then the Bucks came out and super kicked Chucky e. T with double super kicks. The super click lined up orange for a triple super kick. But we got uh, Rocky Romero coming out. And he stopped both of them, or all three of them rather. Uh, and Trent Beretta was there as well. Orange hit the beach break and the orange punch, but he could not make the cover because after the orange punch, he was selling the hurt hand. So Cole eventually hit a low blow on Cassidy. Cassidy was wearing a cup that was, I guess, imprinted with dumb thumbtacks. Yeah, he had thumbtacks pointing out. Yeah, he had uh, thumbtacks pointing out of the, the cup. And that stopped uh, Adam Cole is injured. Adam Cole in the process. Orange hit a Panama sunrise. Looked very good for a near fall. He then wrapped a chain around his wrist. And Cole escaped the orange punch again that Cassidy was going for with the chain. Cole retreated to the backstage area. We see Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn sitting in gorilla position. Their table in gorilla was destroyed. I wish, I wish upon a fucking star every time we see somebody go backstage that we see a glimpse of Bruce Pritchard or Vince McMahon sitting in gorilla position, man. You never see that 
on WWE television. And Tony Khan is sitting there. He's wearing exactly what I'm wearing, man. He's wearing like a black fucking sweater and he's just sitting there in jeans. You got to love it. You got to love it. Just hanging out there. So back on the stage after the brawl backstage, uh, Cole puts Orange Cassidy through a table. He goes to lower the boom on the stage. Orange hits a super kick. He then calls for a chain-assisted orange punch. Cole countered by picking up one of the staging lights and smashing orange in the face with it. Cole then went back into the tunnel, came out through the side of the tunnel, climbed up one of the rigs, one of the uh, the big entranceways there. He was standing on top of the tunnel, per se, and he was about to jump down on Orange Cassidy. He looks down. Orange Cassidy's not there. Orange Cassidy then is shown behind Adam Cole, comes up from behind, low blows Adam Cole, and this is where things kind of deteriorated for me. Uh, I thought this was lame and cringy, and honestly, well beneath Adam Cole and the level of performer that he is. But, you know, a lot of people say that I don't criticize AEW. This shit sucked. So after that, Orange went to go hug Adam Cole, and it was the lightest fucking hug that you could possibly ever imagine. Adam Cole did this shimmy where he's trying to get out of the hug. And we all know Orange is fucking lazily hugging Adam Cole. And Adam Cole's pretending like fucking Big John Stud is fucking bear hugging him. Can't get out. And he's shimmying away. All of a sudden, they fall off the tunnel, off the top of the tunnel, through the staging down below. And I made fun of the cardboard that GCW used for their doors in the main event with Nick Gage and the Briscoe brothers, it looked like fucking cardboard. It's it's almost as if AEW didn't learn their fucking lesson from the goddamn blood and guts match where Jericho fell off the fucking cage onto crash pads and cardboard. This was nothing but cardboard through the stage down below. This looked like shit. I don't understand why they don't make it believable. I'm not saying that they have to fall through fucking metal staging, but Jesus fucking Christ, is there anything but fucking cardboard? This looked terrible, Jesse. I don't know about about you, but this looked terrible. Yeah, the, the the I think the initial shot looked fine because they kept it yes at a, at eye level and you couldn't see what was going on. But then when they did the replays and showed us everything, I think that that's kind of, exactly the fucking problem they did with blood and guts. If they showed yeah. the fucking aerial shot of Jericho falling off the cage and nothing after that, it would have been fine. If they showed nothing but Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole going through the stage, it would have been fine because it made a great sound. But then they show the fucking shot. Everybody's looking in the goddamn stage. All I see is ripped cardboard. It, it, yeah. it, it looked terrible. Yeah. And then the hug didn't add to it. It's well beneath Adam Cole. I'm really hoping that they move him on to something a little bit more serious. Because that, that shit was just, I mean, I mean, well, it, it's not, it's not, it's not good. It's not good. It's, it's, I don't think this feud was necessarily about, um, Adam Cole, you know, coming up. I think this was about Adam Cole helping Orange get over more yeah. on on his way up because that that's what's gonna come from this feud. Orange yeah. Cassidy went toe to toe and actually beat him tonight. Adam Cole, you know, so if he want to come back and say, well, Orange can't really wrestle, he just he just had a you know barn burner with Adam Cole. Yes, he can, you know. So I, mean, I, I think that was the whole point of the feud. It was just to get um, Orange over as an in ring worker. Not that we didn't already know that, but now he's even more over after that. So it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just sent you an article. I did, and I'm going to read the article right now. Apparently, 
Uh, and I'm going to pull it up on the uh, appropriate website, being that it's it's over there. Um, Cody Rhodes addressed. This was a great dynamite, by the way. Don't let, don't don't get it twisted. Uh, all because I didn't like yeah. fucking 30 seconds of the ending of the Adam Cole Orange Cassidy match. Uh, it did not take away anything from what I thought of this dynamite. It was a yeah. great show. Uh, Cody Rhodes comments on his contract rumors. And he says this in a post-match interview on AEW's YouTube channel. Cody Rhodes commented on the speculation surrounding him uh, in this insane week in wrestling. He says, and I quote, you asked for a post-match comment, so there's many elephants in the room. This is an insane week in wrestling. People think that the Sean Ross sap story is BS. It's not. I'm working here without a contract I'm not even on payroll anymore. I'm working here on a handshake deal. That is 100% legitimate. I swear on Pharaoh's life, his dog. If you want to know how serious things got, but I can tell you this, I never felt more at home than under those lights wrestling for the TNT title. End quote. Jesse, man, oh man, he's going to be playing into the fucking Royal Rumble rumors coming on Saturday afternoon, man. I, I mean, is is he is he now adding fuel to his already worked fire? He is. He is. Everything that's got every there's more you can you can cut, and this is how awesome um this is one of the awesome things that social media and the internet can be when it's not toxic. You can conduct your promos and story angles and everything like that outside of the television show. You just go do one goddamn promo. And say what you want to say, everyone in the world's gonna pick up on it, and it could be all in kayfabe. So you just cut a promo, and it didn't take up any TV time. I'm, I'm gonna awesome. say, I'm gonna say something right now. I'm gonna say something right now. If, and this is a major, major if, because Cody is really playing into the fucking marks out there. If Cody Rhodes shows up in the Royal Rumble on Saturday night, I tell everybody that Eva Marie is a great professional wrestler. You still need to do that. I'm getting shit for that still. No, 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 no. Now we got, we yeah. got, we got, we got, we got to put some some uh, stakes on the line. If it Cody Rhodes shows up, how about this? If Cody Rhodes shows up in the Royal Rumble, I wear an Eva Marie T-shirt on off the script when it comes in. No, we know it won't happen because Cody is bearing the AEW flag, <laughs> and Vince will not have him on his television doing that shit. How about oh, I wear? How about I wear something to wrestle with? Bruce Prichard merchandise on the show. How about that? You know for the reasons that I know that'll never happen. Cody is not gonna show up on. But what if it? What if it does though? It's not. It's not. I mean, and until and until WWE can learn can, can learn to play well with others, I don't think anyone's gonna trust them. I don't think Tony Khan trusts WWE with his top talent in the Rumble and not get buried or screwed over. Yeah, no, I know. So, I know. It's uh, it's all happening. really, it's all really a fucking uh. Bullshit story. Cody, like we said, guys, is playing into the fucking geeks that are in that AEW YouTube comment section. They're playing up to the saps. They're playing up to the fucking uh, idiots that pay for these uh, these articles. He's not going yeah. anywhere. He's going to do a few more things like this between now and Saturday. Yeah. So. Well, he, may, he, may, he may even be photographed or, or fucking shown in, in a venue somewhere that he should not be yeah. really photographed yeah. or seen in. Yeah, he's going to put up an old pick. What, what city are they in this? Yeah, where, yeah. Where, St. Louis. Where is it? St. Louis. 
St. Louis, you know, he'll put up an old pick of him in St. Louis or some shit like that, you know. Uh, speaking of St. Louis, by the way, Issa, Issa is uh, going to be in St. Louis, and then she'll be back in the venue bartending next week. She's oh, going to be, be great. She's going to be back, gonna gonna be back from Puerto Rico. That, that's, yeah. just, that's just great, bro. I mean, she's going to be back from Puerto Rico. Hopefully. Hopefully. Unbelievable. Right? She owes, uh, actually, I owe her a drink. Yeah, I owe, I owe her a mm. lot of uh, Malibus and uh, whatever, pina coladas, whatever she drinks. Uh, sex on the beach, right? Yeah, sex on the beach, yeah. No more drinks for her, man. Sex she on the beach. She needs to get back man. to work. Anyway, we're going to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit. I appreciate you guys joining me on this episode of Off the Script for your AEW Dynamite post show. Thank you guys very much, man. Number one in the community again, as always. Thank you for spending your Wednesday night with us tonight. Hit that thumbs up. We are, uh, I said 1,100, right? 1,100, we are legitimately. You said 12. I said 1,200, right? Well, so we're uh, a little bit more than 130 away. So make sure you guys go and hit that thumbs up. 1,200 is the minimum in the venue tonight. If you guys not have done so, it, it helps out the channel tremendously. Get those super chats in. Bar is still open. Last call is coming right now. So make sure you guys get those super chats in. Continue to hit the join button. Become a VIP. Go get your t-shirts on Bonfire. Bonfire.com, the exclusive home of Off The Script. JD Rumble for 15% off everything on the shop all week long till Monday. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed. Go follow me on social media. At JD from NY206 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, as always, man, hit that subscribe button down below. Become a channel subscriber. Number one show live every single night here in the IWC. Tonight's show sponsored by Honey. Joinhoney.com slash off the script. Make sure you guys visit Honey and start saving some money, man. Honey manually searches for coupon codes to apply the best price wherever you may be shopping online, man. It's a free shopping tool that scours the internet. For promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. Sites like tech, gaming products, popular fashion brands, even food delivery. I hear Jesse uses Honey to order some tacos because the tacos he makes at home are garbage, is what I'm hearing. We got a taco update. Let me forget. Uh, yes, we got a taco update in a little bit. Imagine you guys are shopping online and you go to check out and the Honey button drops down and you start to see that apply coupon. Uh, prompt, come on, man. You guys get very excited. Wait a few seconds. Honey searches for coupons. It finds for that site, and then it finds a working coupon, and you guys are going to see the prices drop. You guys know every time I talk about Honey, man, I'm buying my my fur babies food and toys and litter and all that stuff. I do all that stuff online at my favorite sites that are supported by Honey, and uh, I save a ton of money, man. And my cats, Bacardi and Bailey, are very happy every single month, man. Honey's found over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. And if you don't have Honey, man, you're straight up missing out. What can I tell you? It's free. It installs in seconds. And by doing it and downloading it, you guys are doing not only yourselves a favor, but you're doing the podcast a favor as well, man. So make sure you guys join Honey. Joinhoney.com slash off the script. Start saving some money today. And I want to thank them for once again supporting the show. Let's start. At the top, man, we are going to go right into the Super Chats here. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. The Elite versus the Undisputed Era. Arthur Ashe Stadium all out. I don't know if it's going to be that long, bro, but uh, sign me up. 
Sign me up. Uh, Jesse, before I get into the Super Chat, man, you just, you just had a taco update. What's this taco update? So, I made some tacos tonight. Guess what I made, bro? Chorizo. Nope. With extra cheese. Nope. I started making these tacos at 9 this morning. They just got done right before we went live, bro. So, you put them in the slow cooker? In the oven. Pulled pork tacos. I mean, do you have any visual evidence of these pulled pork tacos? Oh, you need visual evidence? Yeah, I'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, we, we need, right yeah, we need, we need visual evidence here of these pulled pork tacos. Bro, it took all damn day, hand rubbed. Bro, bro, wait till I get done. When I get done with this stream right now, I gotta go in there and I gotta finish the pull. I gotta put them in the pot. I gotta add some more juices. We're gonna add some apple juice. We're gonna add some peach mango juice. We're gonna add some more to rub. And we're going to slow um, simmer it for about half hour, 45 We're going to add apple juice to the pulled pork. Yeah, bro. Don't you know how to cook, man? Apple juice, bro. You get that get the acidity in there and get that sweetness in there to counter with the seasonings. Oh, my God, bro. Come on. Come on with it. I'll post a picture on Twitter tonight, man. Will there be sour cream on these tacos? You know what? Will these be hard or soft, soft shells, man? Got to be flour. No corn. corn. No corn. Bro. No corn. corn tortilla. What type of cilantro, cheese? Onion. What type That's of cheese? It. What's up? What type of cheese? There gotta be some cheese. There gotta be some cheddar on there or something. Cilantro and onion, bro. No cheese. Look, cheese is okay. If you want cheese, cheese is okay. Sour cream is not okay. Cheese is okay. Some pico. Get some white pico on there, man. Is this homemade pico? Oh, I don't do homemade pico. I'm not. I'm not that patient. It takes a lot of what cutting and shit. No homemade pico. What are you talking about? It's fucking easy, bro. Oh, that's a lot you don't of have one of them fucking uh, tomato slicers that dices them up into small bits, man? Yeah, but more dishes in the sink, bro. No, 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 man. Buy the pico in the store. Three bucks, guy. man. Why Fresh. don't you guys go donate to his fucking show, man, and go buy him a new fucking dishwasher, please? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Bro, too many dishes. But I'm telling you, bro, I'm going to take a picture. If my wife is in the chat, I'll have to take it now if she didn't fall asleep. But it's on the stove right now. No cap, bro. Good shit. Good shit. All right, maybe we got to get those uh, We got to get those tacos before I thunder rose, man. We got to taste test these. Awesome. Awesome, man. It's awesome. Tony Brown with a 999 Super Chat. Man, I got a slice of delicious red velvet. Definitely a babe. She is very attractive, man. I will give you that, Tony Brown. Thank you for the 999. Micah with a 199 Super Jack. Cody vs. Punk at Revolution after MJF next week. Yes, indeed. We talked about that earlier, Micah. It is on the back of our minds. Angel with a $100 Super Chat. Adam Cole was not buried. Match dies. Or match does, you mean. Match does not count against his record. Rhodes, Sammy match was off the hook. Can't wait for CM Punk versus MJF. Yes. Angel knows with the $100 Super Chat. MJF and Punk is going to kill it. And Adam Cole is not buried. Just listen to Angel. He knows what he's talking about. Thank you, brother. That's a lot of money. I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Yeezus with a 999 Super Chat. The moment OC1, I knew I had to log off Twitter. Can't enjoy AEW without people complaining about something. Fuck Twitter, Yeezus. Everybody on Twitter is a blithering fucking fool. All you need to do is show up at the venue, be ready to drink, and have a good time, man. We, we talk about it the way it needs to be talked about. Fuck Twitter. I saw someone in the chat ask why people hated Danhausen. Nobody, nobody hated Danhausen. Who said who hated Danhausen? No, no, not us, not us. Like oh, people, people online hate because uh, because they hate their lives. That's why they don't know how to oh, have fun. It, oh no, they they it's the it's the same reason that um, they're probably the same people that hate Orange Cassidy. 
All right, if Dan Housen, I'd love, I'd love to take these. Fu- you know, I'm gonna shut the fucking music off. I'm gonna pose a fucking question to all these blithering fucking pussies out on social media. If Dan Housen is so bad, I'd love for you to continue that same energy on Friday Night SmackDown when we see fucking Madcap Moss and Baron fucking Corbin in the ring on Friday night. Is it any worse than Baron F- or Happy Corbin? Never mind, Happy Corbin. Happy God. Corbin and Madcap Moss. Please explain that one to me, Twitter. Shut yeah, the fuck up. That's pretty bad, though. Shut the fuck up. It's not any bad or any worse than fucking Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin, man. Go fucking dwell in your basements with your fucking lube and your goddamn box of tissues, fucking drooling over half-naked pictures of Mandy Rose because she saved NXT. You guys are a bunch of fucking brainless, complete fucking idiots. That's my rant. Go fuck yourself. Okay? And Adam Cole is now buried. Yeah. Continue no. listening to Disco Inferno, man. You're losing brain cells by the hour. Bro, the way the way the timing of, of Monday Night Raw and shit like that, the, when it comes on, after I put my kids to bed for the night and I'm like done and I'm ready to sit down and chill, I'll go down and put something on and sometimes I'll turn to Raw and just see what's going on on Raw for a minute. Usually... Moss and Corbin pops up. I legit just turn the fucking channel, and I'll text JD. I see Moss. I see Corbin changing the fucking channel. I'm like, just let me see what they're doing, and they're in the ring laughing. I'm like, quick, forget that, dude. Forget that. Literally, literally change the channel. He. Like, I don't even want to see it. Fuck it. We done it. It's unbelievable, man. People don't think. They don't apply. It's hate one side and then uh, ignore the other. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on WWE television that is so good that you're comparing Danhausen and comparing AEW television to uh, failing ratings and fucking this sucks and he sucks. He didn't even do anything. He didn't he do anything. He, he showed up. He showed up. He showed up. I guess he can't suck so badly that Tony Khan is spending his own money on Danhausen to perform for AEW. Yes, all he did was show up. If, if you're one of those people who's, who's seen him in the indies and know what he was, he just showed up here. We have no idea how he's going to be used here yet. Just relax. It's unbelievable, man. You don't think Tony Khan brought him in to make money? You don't think Tony Khan knows how much money he's going to make on merchandise alone? Yeah, this guy is a merch killer, dude. He is He is out there. He has a huge social media following and presence. Um, Angel, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Solid show tonight. Was expecting the Briscoes or Gargano. And got Dan Housen instead. Love the main event next Wednesday. Think Punk MJF ends in a draw. Uh, that's a possibility. You know, I don't want to see it. Jesse doesn't want to see it. We don't need a draw. We just saw a draw not too long ago with Brian and Page. That we don't need another too one. Many draws. Yeah, no, you got to you got to space those things out. Uh, and there's got to be a lot of time in between. Yeah. MJF wins clean. Uh. Edder Augustamar with a $5 super chat. I'm wondering if these Wyndham promos I've been seeing lately are fan-made or real. Uh, Edder, they are fan-made. Fan-made. They are fan-made. They are not real. They are good. Wyndham has seen them, though. And Wyndham, yes, Wyndham appreciates them, yes. Yeah, they are good. They are good, but they are fan-made. Susan D'Ambrosio with a $5 super chat. JD and Jesse, Dynamite was a 10 out of 10 tonight. Thank you for all that you guys do. OTS for life. Thank you very much, Susan. I won't call it a 10 out of 10 show. I'd say it's about an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Uh, Erotic Fresco with a $4.99. That's a new one in the chat. 
Thank you, Erotic, for showing up in the venue tonight. Hey, JD, I became a member of the OTS family last night. I'm going through a lot in my life, and watching your videos really helps me during the day. OTS for life. Erotic, thank you so much, brother. Hopefully we see you a little bit more and more in the venue, man. This is the place to be, man. Let the worries just fucking subside, man. Leave them at the door. Come in, open up a cold beverage, and enjoy yourself, man. The family here is fantastic. MG, I'm sorry, Jesse. Rage said the promos are real. They're, they're still real to her, damn it. Right? Who said that? Rage? Rage, yeah. Uh, the promos are still real to her. Yeah, so so is the next alcoholic beverage she's uh, about to consume. Hey, 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 hey. She said working. something about uh, she said something about Bruce being uh, right in his ways or something on the last stream. I'd have, I'd, I'd have dump her, bro. I'd have get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, I'd have fire her. I had Otis kick her out of the fucking venue, man. <laughs> MGM Bowling with a 999 Super Chat. My birthday was the day before the Royal Rumble last year, and now it's the day after this year. Shout out to the E for trying to keep me from having a night full of disappointment on my (laughs) birthday. Listen, man, send Bruce a a postcard, man, a a thank you card. Thanking him, you know? I'm sure he appreciates your, uh, your kindness. Zach JD, there he is. 499 Super Chat. What's up, JD? I've been a fan for almost eight years, and I'm really liking the new format to Off the Script. Your dedication is unmatched. Thank you. Zach, thank you so much, brother. Thank you very much, man. JB with a $5 in UK Super Chat. I want Adam Cole versus Hangman at Revolution. MJ from Punk Rivalry makes me think about Triple H for Stone Cold. Shit gets more heated each week. It's uh, it's definitely a throwback, man. I, I'm loving it. That's what happens when Punk is... Uh, you know, mixing it up with somebody like a creative genius like MJF, man. The promos have been fucking grand slams every week. It's been built up. We're getting the match. It's perfect. It's a perfect recipe. Yeah. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. JD, do you think CM Punk and MJF will end in a fuck finish or in a draw? Um, more like a fuck finish than a draw, Hollywood guy. But uh, Jesse and I advocate Punk needs to lay down for MJF next week. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's it. Omega Kong with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? What's up, Jesse? Okay, once and for all, how are you, how you are, JD, from New York, and you became a Braves fan? Been meaning to ask for months. Uh, I'm JD from New York. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan because uh, I followed the career of David Justice before he beat Halle Berry. <laughs> David Justice, man, he was my first... Real significant baseball card. My dad got us into collecting cards. I opened up my first pack in there. was a David Justice rookie card. I believe it was a Don Ross rookie card. And from that point, I just followed the team, man. My favorite Atlanta Braves are Greg Maddox and John Smoltz. David Justice is the the original Chris Brown. Yes. Yes. Trey Van Gaten. And by the way, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. That's my opinion. They, They do. And, and, and I'll wrap this up real simply with that. They're not the only ones to take performer, performance enhancing. Drugs. Oh, no, no. Period. Not and they're nowhere near the only one. So how many people are in the Hall of Fame because of, I mean, please. That's is, not is, is, is Rafael Palmero in the Hall of Fame? God. Is, is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't know. Is, a, is, a, right is A-Rod in the Hall of Fame yet? 
No, uh, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. No. Well, well, but you he's know, going, if, but he's, he's going in first. Well, no, 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 no. If Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not in the Hall of Fame, A Rod is not getting in the Hall oh, of Fame. Uh, a Rod is going right through, buddy. Fuck that, man. He's he was cheating well after he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's A-Rod. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame guy before he fucking cheated. So was Roger Clemens. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yep. What a, what, a, what a crooked system, they, man. They, uh, it's, 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 it it, it kind of reminds me of, of the Michael Vick convic- uh, conviction. It, the, the punishment is entirely over overweight uh, as opposed what, to what the crime was. What, what David, just making an example out of David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, people in the chat are saying David okay. Ortiz was a fucking uh, drug user too. That, that's. Look, I don't know, man. I'm not, I, I'm not. I'm not condoning what Bonds and Clemens did or anybody else did. But if, if these other guys are in, then these two should be in as well. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Trey Van Garrick with a one ninety nine super chat. That cutter from Sammy. Jesus, spot of the year already, bro. Nothing's gonna top that. Yeah. DX for life with a five dollar Australia might super chat. Is Daniel Garcia pillar of AEW? No. Not yet. It isn't giving me those vibes yet, but uh, he will be he will be incredible. Not taking anything away from me. He very well could be. I just don't see it yet. He's, he's going to be good. I feel like he's a solid promo away from being world champion material. Yeah. Let him grow. Let him mature, bro. He'll be there. For the love of wrestling with a $10 super chat. Great to be here in the venue with my favorite duo, OTS for life. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. We got a four ninety nine super chat from. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Jess. What were you gonna say? Palmero is not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he he's was been el- he's been eligible since 2011. Huh? He was a definite drug abuser, man. Holy shit! <laughs> yep. Um, Clorox bleach with a four ninety nine super chat. Didn't get to say it last week, but tell Jesse that another Hardy Boys reunion would be great. Some things never get old. That gets old. Hardy Boys get old. Jeff Hardy was recently stated that he's uh, he's having more fun in pro wrestling now than he's ever had in the last few years. I wonder why. Yeah, dude, I wonder why. The, the pop is just not there anymore, man. I think the biggest Hardy Boy pop return we're ever going to get is when they came back to WrestleMania that went to work in that indie show. And that was an amazing spot. That was, that was an awesome Hardy comeback. But we've seen it, bro. What are they going to do to come back that's going to be bigger than that WrestleMania comeback? Nothing. We've seen the Hardy comeback. Yep. Tommy Branigan with a $5 super chat. It leaves a super sticker. I believe it's a uh, Super Fox sticker. Thank you so much, Tommy. Christian Shea with a $4.99 super chat. Christian can be shy all he wants, man. He leaves no message. He's uh, he's donated uh, a ton of money to the the stream. $4.99 leaves no message, man. Hopefully you're having fun tonight, Christian. Vernon F. with a $5 super chat. Instead of Devon, get the table. It should be Bully Ray gets put through the table. I think a lot of people Bully would like Ray to see that. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, James Smith with the Canadian $20 Super Chat. It was a very solid show, and it always is. I liked everything tonight. I just like seeing stories and payoffs and funny moments and great wrestling. Usually, AW is an all-around great show, in my opinion. You nail that one right on the head, James. It's a uh, it's a great show. There's a little bit for everybody, and they don't treat you like a blithering idiot like Bruce Pritchard does. Nate with a 199 Super Chat. Say it with me, Jesse Catering Worldwide. Why, why I got to be running catering? 
because you got your fucking uh, pulled pork tacos with uh, lime juice and apple juice over there. Yeah, this is true. That lime juice, bro. Peach mango juice in the Tyler B, 499 Super Chat. Great show tonight, JD and Jesse. JD, can I please get an Omas? You may be getting a lot of Omas after Saturday, man. Who's going to eliminate Omas in the Royal Rumble? Why is Omas Why is Omas employed? There we go. Joseph Taylor becomes a new member. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for the VIP. What are you drinking tonight? Awful Grim Bones with the $5 Super Chat. Just want to show some love. Love this podcast and the OTS family. You guys make my Wednesday nights great as I listen while I work 9 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. Oh, wow. I'm glad we could take a little bit of your shift away from you, bro. Thank you so much. Jake Coyle with a $5 UK Super Chat. OTS family has raised thousands, but you won't hear that from the Reddit geeks. Also, that was the best ladder match I've ever watched live. Uh, unless you were there, man, um, I wouldn't say it's the best ladder match ever. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon would like to have a word with you. Um, but yes, it was probably the best one-on-one ladder match in over two decades, for sure. Demeter bullying, but me and Jesse are electricians. With an Australia 299 Super Chat. Uh, Super Chat. JD, uh, Jesse, and maybe JD, what's a better... What is better, old ECW or AEW? AEW. I don't know why we're comparing the two, bro. Why? Yeah, why? They're, they're not really in uh, the the same league, you know. Yeah, no, it's not. James, I, see, I, I saw I saw a lot of comparisons this week of GCW to um, ECW, and that's still no comparison. No, not even close. The only know. thing similar is that they ran in the same venue. James Smith with a Canadian $4 Super Chat. He leaves me a uh, offering me a cup of coffee super emoji con. Thank you, bro. I already had three today. I'm I'm maxed out till tomorrow morning. Uh, What am I going to play now? Let's throw on some uh, let's throw on some red skies. Warriors. Yeah, we we play that in the open, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, I missed it. Oh, you missed it. Well, Well, I'm sorry. Put your headphones on. I was busy. I was doing All right, I'll play board. some. I'll play some Warriors. We'll take off Doc. We'll put Warriors on. There you go. Yes. Uh, James yes. Smith, thank you so much, man. EJ Garcia becomes a three-month member. Thank you for the recommitment, bro. Pay-per-view of the year. AEW, AEW does it again. I, I didn't know this was a pay-per-view, EJ. Uh, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> uh, wait, wait till Revolution, bro. We got a couple of a couple of weeks, and then maybe and uh, maybe we, we can revisit your comment. And it's premium live event. Yeah. Get it right. Yeah. Premium live event. Yeah. Uh, Israel, nine-month membership. Thank you so much, brother. Hey, JD, it was a great ladder match between Sammy and Cody, and I donated to the GoFundMe page. It breaks my heart. You and Jesse continue success. Israel, thank you so much, and uh, shout-out to Zach, man. Continue to, go, to continue, guys to uh, donate to the GoFundMe page. It's linked in the live stream chat. Thank you, Israel, and uh, Zach very much appreciates it. Uh, Darnell with a $5 super chat. If you ask me, Cody winning the belt and leaving probably was all planned to do this ladder match. That's why Sammy won the belt back. Think about it. It may be the case. I'm not putting anything past Cody at this point. Anaconda Vice with a 499 Super Chat. JD and Jesse, thanks for all you do for the IWC. Good night. Anaconda Vice from Albany, New York, home of the beer truck. Home of the beer truck. Is that the uh, originating uh, destination of the beer truck? 
Or do you own a beer truck that I don't know? I think I think the beer truck city was Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. I don't. Oh, I think that was the milk truck. Listen, man. Me and Albany, New York, don't get along, man. I don't mean I don't mean this in any disrespecting way, but fuck Albany. Just fuck Albany, man. Uh, Raging Girl Gamer with a 999 Super Chat. I think to truly push MJF, he needs to win in Chicago. Well, is Rage sober? Oh, my God. Is Rage so Otis is saying, yes, Rage is sober. Holy shit. Thank you, Rage. See what happens when you donate and sober? You make sense? I should refund you for your Bruce comment. I'm still angry. <laughs> I got your picture hanging on the front of the door, man. Most wanted. Do not let in. Hey, we got one, two, three, four donations totaling 40 bucks over the last hour. I'm going to take those as OTS donations. Uh, on on your end? No, no, for, no, no, no. To the GoFundMe. No. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll read them. We'll read them. Let me, let me get through this one. Gary Sphere, thought I'll super chat. Hate to be that guy. Adam Cole fan here. But he could use some muscle tone if he stands next to Britt Baker and it looks like she can beat him in a fight. I'm, I'm not seeing what you guys are seeing, man. I'm not seeing it. Well, he's with her and you're not, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean. So he needs more tone, but he has her. I mean, I don't know what you want. You know? I mean, Adam Cole looks the same to me as he did in, in, in NXT, man. I don't know what we're talking about here. I saw somebody post something on Twitter. that said, my arms are bigger than Adam Cole. All I do is cardio. It's great. Can you fucking wrestle like Adam All Cole? right. He's in bed with Britt Baker every night, and his paycheck right. is uh, <laughs> is much heavier than your fucking, uh, uh, than, than your cardio. Jeez, man. Let's start, let's start comparing uh, real life. Really? Would you give oh, up your cardio to be in bed with Britt Baker? I'm, sure, I'm assuming the answer is yes. <laughs> so let's not yep. fucking, uh, let's not poke Adam Cole, okay? Thank you, Gary. I appreciate you, man. Uh, Hurley Jones with a $5 super chat. Hey, JD and Jesse, I got my OTS shirt. It's nice. JD and Jesse, number one. Cheers. Thank you, Hurley. Enjoy that, man. Bonfire has excellent qualities of their t-shirts. Thank you, uh, Israel with a $5 super chat. I'm surprised Sammy won the match over Cody. I thought Johnny Wrestling would show up tonight. Otherwise, the show was good. Yeah, I think Johnny Wrestling's coming. Uh, he did tweet out that he did hear the chance, and you will be hearing from him very soon. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, Jess, you want to read these uh, these donations here from uh, the GoFundMe? Well, we get just a $5 from Michael Evans. We get a $10 anonymous 20 from Manish Handa, and we got a five from Jason Lucas. If you are from the OTS venue with these donations, thank you so much. And I'm sure Zach and his family appreciates it. Anyone who can chip in, anything will help. I mean, let's get this guy to help he needs so his family be taken care of, please. There you go. Who sings the Warrior song? The band is called Solence. S-O-L-E-N-C-E. There you go, Rage. Silence. Uh, Israel, $2 Super Chat. Let me ask you and Jesse, where's Miro? He's uh, waiting. Yes, he's, he's waiting, yes. I, th- I think I think Miro's ready to go. He's good to go. I think, I think, I think, I don't fucking know this, but I think they're waiting for the, the right time to insert him into his next feud because he's in for a big push, man. Miro's probably on an island somewhere with CJ enjoying life. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's due to. I think he's gonna come back soon. He's gonna be input into something big. I think Miro with that TV, um, what was the T, that TNT title run he had, 
he's proven that he's a top star and he needs to be up and, and higher up in the card. So Miro's going to be coming back to a huge push. Gavin Deeth with a $5 super chat. Speaking of the inner circle, what happened to Hager? I don't know, man. Maybe Hager, know. maybe Hager's not being brought back. Like Leo Rush. No, boy. Thank maybe you, man. He's training for a fight. Maybe. Jay Quicksilver with fight all super chat. I was there live. Man, that ladder match was fantastic. The crowd was loud all night. Had a sign for you, but I was behind the camera, so you couldn't see it. As long as people in the ven- as long as people in that venue saw it, uh, Quicksilver. Always support the show, guys. If you go to these shows, always bring some OTS merch, signs. Somebody had a fat head in the crowd last week. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I had somebody. Remember, remember the lady that um, that Brandy Rhodes attacked for no damn reason for saying that she wasn't a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, she was at she was at the venue tonight for the show. She said it was awesome. It was awesome over there. There you go. Did Brandy fucking uh, verbally abuse her tonight too? I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ! She should have offered her VIP ticks and everything I mean, else. I mean, Brandy's busy fucking posting, uh, revealing photos post pregnancy on on social media. I mean, the least she could do is offer an apology. I mean, that's what I would have done, but. Jeez. Let me shove my mouth before uh, Cody Rhodes uh, throws me off a fucking ladder. Uh, yeah, man. Crow Pain, or what is this? Uh, no Pain 420 becomes a new member in the venue, man. Sorry I fucked up your name. Now two drinks are on me, man. What are you drinking? Uh, Brandon D with a 499 Super Chat. Salute, JD and Jesse. The best at what y'all do. Can you make sense of why the TBS title continues to be defended on TV, uh, TNT and not TBS? Um... Brandon, they're both Warner Networks. TNT and TBS are under the same family. It's okay. It's okay, bro. Don't worry. It's it's like Doc says. It's out of my hands, bro. It's out of my hands. The Undertaker. What happened here? The Undertaker. Where are you? I lost you. There you are. I can see MJF getting the win over Punk in Chicago and then Punk defeating MJF for the AEW title further down the line. I don't know. Do we do that? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to... I wouldn't want to see Punk take the title from MJF. There's so many other young stars that can use that rub to dethrone MJF as champion. I don't want to see Punk. Uh, Listen, the, the only time Punk should be going after the title is when Brian Danielson has it and that's their first stadium show. That's what it's going to head. That's what it's going to look like. The headlines, Brian Danielson for CM Punk for the AW World title. Book it. It's my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Those two want to go for the title. Great. I don't want to see a young up and coming pillar lose his title. That's, that'd be the exact same thing that The Rock did to him in WWE. Bro. Yeah. That is a that is a no. That's a fail. Christian Shea with a 999 Super Chat. Why is MJF so scared of CM Punk and nobody can beat Wardlow? Because MJF is playing a very good game of chess, Christian. He's going to strike when he wants to, when he feels it's right. James Smith with a Canadian $10 Super Chat. That spot with Adam Cole was okay to me. JD and the way he fell on his head, it looked brutal, like a brutal landing for Cole. Hope he's all good regardless. I love both of those guys. I didn't like it, James. I didn't like it. What do I know? I'm clearly operating out of my mother's basement, disguising it with a OTS venue. And I'm a mark. Me and Solo Monster are marks. You know, marks shouldn't have a podcast, according to Nick Aldis. Super fans aren't allowed to be in the community and make money for themselves and uh, generate their home business to grow. 
in ways that other people wish they could. But what do I know? You know, I'm always so wrapped up into what we do here in wrestling. You know, there's a community like ours for damn near everything. I know. Pro, wrestler, pro wrestlers don't want to admit that because they're always right. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, they're marks everything. for themselves. I mean, they, they, they call us they call us marks, but they're the biggest marks for themselves. Right. Yeah, it, 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 it's worldwide. You name it, there's a sit-down podcast just like ours dedicated to everything. A cooking, a TV shows. Sport, football, I, basketball. I watch. I watch The Walking Dead every week when it's when it's on AMC. There's a Talking Dead post show after the fucking show every yeah. week. Yep. Talking about yep. the fucking show. Yeah. Fucking Issa does a fucking podcast about what is what is that show? Uh, Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Yeah. There, there's a community for that. I mean, there there are podcasts like this for just about everything involved in entertainment. Everything. Thank you, James. The Woofness Way with an eight-month recommitment. Thank you so much, brother. JD and Jesse, these last few weeks have been extremely rough for me because of my... Uh, uh, extremely rough for me, and being a part of this family has kept me sane. Much love, OTS, and tacos for life. We are here for you, man. Shout out to you, brother. It's my, that's my first donator right there, man. There you go, Woofness. i never forgive him. Eight months, brother. Thank you so much. Danny Boy with a two-month recommitment. Beach break delivered. Dan Howes' appearance was a very good surprise for me. The latter spots were all inspiring, and Orange Cassidy proves he belongs. I see no lies detected there, Danny Boy. Thank you so much, brother. Mission accomplished. Raging Girl Gamer with a 999 Super Chat. Those Wyatt promos are as real as JD. Watch. He just brought... Uh, I, I, let me read this again. I, I can't read this... Con- this run-on fucking sentence, Rage. <laughs> Those wire promos are as real as JD's watch he just bought for his birthday. That's coming up. Oh, but the, but the, but the promos are not real. Bro. What's she saying? The promos are not real, just like my watch is not real. Uh, thank you, Rage. Huh. All right, oh, get, get her out. Get her out. Otis, what? Otis, what? do the job, bro. Get her out. <laughs> get her out. And give her an education. Give her a Google and have her read what a, what a watch like that really looks like and costs. She won't be crying fake next time. Uh, Erotic Fresco with a 499 Super Chat. Been watching for two years and finally got enough to become a VIP. I'll definitely be Super Chatting more. And also, I just turned 21 on Sunday. Drinks on me. There we go. Listen, Erotic, bro. You want to buy me a drink? I'm not turning it down, man. Seriously, a Guinness will do at this fine hour. And happy birthday, man. It's not Sunday yet, but happy early birthday, man. Riddick's Classic Arcade, 16-month member, man. I love the recommitment here. Screw anyone out there who says, JD, hate watches. You just can't handle the truth. Been with JD for five years. He gives credit when it's due and deserved. Riddick, thank you so much, brother. We got James Smith with a $100 super chat. You guys can put this to the donations. Hope you guys have a good night. James Smith, you fucking absolute savage. Thank you so much, man. And Reddick, thank you for the recommitment, man. Love to see it. What are you drinking, man? Team Money with a 199 Super Chat. JD from NY206 is greater than Disco Inferno and Conan. I see no lies detected in that Super Chat. Conan's all right, man. I got no problem with Conan. You want to mention my fucking name, man. You expect me to uh, give you some lip in return. I'm a fucking mark. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Why am I a mark? Because I got a fucking podcast? What, is, what the fuck does that make you? And because someone I got a bigger audience than you, what the fuck does that make me? Yeah, let's say someone taking viewers from them. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, exactly. That's why they hate us. Yep. Uh, T Money. X Pac blocked me. Yeah, X Pac blocked me too. And Bully Ray blocked me. Yeah. I did not get blocked by Bully Ray, man. I'd really say it. I don't know. Who knows? I may be I, blocked. I didn't say shit about Bully Ray. See Bully Ray. I know. I, I seen it. I seen a tweet from him the other day. I don't I know. I'm not blocked. I'm not blocked. Not blocked yet. Not yet. Uh, C. Just the letter C with a 449 UK Super Chat. JD, could you do a Spotify playlist on the songs you play on stream? They're bangers. Um, C, they're not on my Spotify playlist. I actually take the MP3 and I upload it into my mix board. All I do is hit a button. But I can give you guys the the, the playlist. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll upload it somewhere. I don't know. Uh, Demeter Bully and Jesse, have you ever wore AJ's earrings? JD, would Edward Scissorhands be a good wrestler? I don't know, Demeter. It sounds like you may need a haircut, bro. It sounds like you've been in your basement way too long, man. Go get some sunlight. Uh, Magician Sapphire with a $10 super chat. Like the lights out match, but thought last year's was better. AC is now buried. OC is great and one of the best workers on the roster. E-drones are mad because AC is in AEW and WWE is trash. Accepted. Uh, Magician, I see no lies detected in this super chat. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, Gary Sphere with a $5 super chat. Knowing your appreciation for great guitar work and love of horror movies, I recommend the band Ice Nine Kills. Uh, I heard them, man. Uh, I heard a couple of songs. I was actually pretty impressed with what I heard. I always appreciate a singer that can do some nice, clean lead vocals, man. Uh, Shayla with a 12-month membership. JD, what do you think of Yellowstone? I haven't watched it yet. Shayla. Tomorrow will be the first time I sit down with uh, Yellowstone. What's Yellowstone? Uh, it will be... Uh, it is a cowboy show, man. Cowboy show. It reminds me of uh, No Country for Old Men kind of vibe. Serious. Uh, uh, James Smith with a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. You guys can put this to the donations. Hope you guys have a good night. Thank you, James Thank you. Smith. Get the link, guys, and send it yourself. Thank you so much, man. Anyway, we are about to get out of here, man. I am about to uh, rev up the Mustang. Jesse, any parting words before we uh, bid the venue farewell and close up for the night? Nah, I'm good, man. It's an awesome show. Felt great tonight. Once again, um, follow me over on Shottown Smart on YouTube uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, and we'll be covering dark giving out those tacos um it's time for a new pay-per-view uh retro review um i'm trying to narrow it down to a couple and i'll post it up there and let the uh, let you guys choose so look for that on twitter and, uh, at shytown smart right under my name there you go there you go go follow jesse on his uh on his youtube channel he's doing his thing uh on dark and covering aew Guys, I will be back tomorrow, uh, I'm assuming, with uh, with episode 407. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying the uh, off-the-script uh, format that I have come up with for the new year. Um, it's going to be a busy week, man. Episode 407, more than likely tomorrow. I'll be live on Friday night with Rampage and SmackDown, the go-home show for the Royal Rumble. I'll be live Saturday night with the Royal Rumble, I'm expecting. 
4,000 in the OTS venue on Saturday. That's going to be big, man. First big pay-per-view of the entire year for WWE. Ricardo with a $5 super chat as we're driving away here, man. Number one yet again. Two things. Adam Cole is not buried. And fuck Bill Goldberg. Good night, gentlemen. <laughs> Just for the record, fuck Bill Goldberg. He'll be back, man. <laughs> knowing, that Goldberg, knowing that Goldberg's name is mentioned, man. WrestleMania's coming up. He'll be back. Um, Yeah, I'll be live Saturday for the Royal Rumble, man. It's going to be a good, good time in the venue. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Tons of stuff, especially this week, man. Raw, NXT. Tonight, we're live for Dynamite. Off the script on Tuesday. Go check that out. My thoughts on Ronda Rousey and why it's bad to the WWE Women's Division and why they gave away the Women's Royal Rumble outcome. Because if Ronda's back, she ain't losing, I'll tell you that. No, she's not. And, uh, and yeah. Hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and thank you guys for uh, all your support with the Super Chats and the channel memberships tonight, man. Uh, listen, we're about to get out of here. I need you guys to do one, uh, two things, actually. Not one thing, two things. Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. My VIPs, those Mustang emojis. I need those as well. Go continue to support Zach and the GoFundMe, and I need that music on max. I'll see you guys tomorrow for episode... 407 of the podcast. And I'll see you guys live back in the venue Friday night for SmackDown. I'll see you guys later. credit card bill.